following is a presentation of the Outside Lens Radio Network. Recording live from Studio Shanto, outside of Detroit, Michigan, you're listening to Scotty Freytown and Tyler Dean, The Outside Blitz! And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Outside Blitz. I am your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown, along with my co-host, the tenacious, titillating Tyler Dean, and once again, Tyler in studio, joining us because he made a prediction and he's kicking himself for it, uh, the wonderful Ray Ray Collins. Ray! I am, in fact, back. Hi. <laughs> You're back. <laughs> You've been towed into this bullshit now. Congratulations. Yeah, well, it, it, I guess it pays off to be right. <laughs> it paid to be right, but then it didn't pay because you're Does stuck. Does I can retire? Being right you're stuck with us now. That's it. That's how it's going to go. You're stuck with us. Yeah, so I'll be around a few times now. Yeah, poor bastard. Yeah, no, no, the, the, the curse is broken. I, um, Ray's here so I can, I, can, I can be free from my curse. It's a Scott and Ray show now. Oh, okay. oh, okay. Is that what it is? <laughs> so welcome to the show and uh, brought to you by, by Scotty's Badass Homebrews. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, have you had a Warmpus today? It is delicious. But no, I have not had one today, but they are delicious. I do have Warmpus in the fridge. Ooh, I've got, I've got some Warmpus. Yes, I do. Uh, okay. I have cold Warmpus. Mm. <laughs> cold Warmpus? It's kind I, of a oxymoron. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but uh, welcome to the show. Uh, Tyler, we've got, uh, we're, we're in the mid-season. We're mid, midway point here. Uh, we, we've got a lot of news around the league. We're going to kind of move it all together with uh, going through our every team, every team breakdown for their season, where we think they're going to go and how we think this thing's going to end up. Uh, we, we've got uh, the scores around the league that we're going to be going over here very briefly. I mean, hell of a week. And then uh, we're actually coming off a hell of a Thursday night for your boys. They had a, just a tough day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. Yeah, that that one hurt. That one hurt bad. That was tough to watch. Yeah, didn't expect Lamar Jackson to uh, you know not get me a parlay. Screw you, Lamar. But uh, Tyler, we've got scores around the league for Week Nine. Are you ready to head through these? Let's do it. All right. Starting off with the Thursday night game from last week. We went over it in the last show. We'll go over it again. Colts over the Jets, 45-30. to 30. Colts wind up 4-5. and five. Jets drop to 2-6. and six. This was just a beating from the rip. Am I wrong? No, it, it definitely was. Uh, Carson Wentz is looking pretty good right now. So uh, let's see if he can continue on that same track. When Carson Wentz gets hot, he gets really hot. Yeah, definitely. And, sure. and we, we saw it with Philly, and now we're seeing it with the Colts. When he gets hot, he gets hot. Uh, and and really, Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines were the big story. And I know Tyler was just loving Jonathan Taylor, beating the hell out of me in fantasy. Uh, stud. Yeah, he he dropped a thirty burger on me in that game. So I was like, well, that's really nice. Uh, next up, we got the Patriots and the Panthers. Patriots dominate this situation, twenty-four to six. And Sam Darnold goes down in this game with a shoulder injury. Now we're, we're dealing with uh, extracurricular stuff going on that we'll delve into shortly with the uh, Panthers. But Patriots get a win here. Are we are we starting to see Mac Jones as the real deal, Tyler? 100%. I think he is. He's making me and you both eat a lot of our words right now. Yes. Like I said, he's, he's getting the experience. He's getting the knowledge. 
Um, he's gonna he's gonna thrive if he continues on this track. Yeah, I I believe the Patriots found their franchise QB in this guy as long as he continues on this trajectory. Uh, next up, you've got the Bills and the Jags. The reason Ray is here: the Jags beat the Bills nine to six. Uh, and, and everybody all week long, and you saw it in the news outlets and everything like that, everybody was saying that the Bills have the real, the, the, the Josh Allen number one, and the Jags only have the other Josh Allen. Well, the other Josh Allen came out and sacked number one Josh Allen like twice and had a fumble recovery and an interception in this game. So uh, who is the real Josh Allen, right? This is how this went. How I thought it was gonna go. It, it didn't. It wasn't gonna be. Jesus so, Christ! No, it, no, 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 no. You no. threw a hail mary guess out there, you motherfucker. I didn't think that. I didn't think that the that the Jaguars were gonna actually like come out and thrive and do really well. I thought that the Bills would fall in the face. Honestly, yes. you you thought it was gonna be a low scoring defensive affair where the Bills couldn't get anything going. Yes, yes, yes. And and you were right. I mean, it, this was just uh, if the. If there was ever like a boring football game, this is it right here. Yeah. This is this is worse than the Super Bowl from a few years ago. The the Rams Patriots Super Bowl. This yeah. is terrible. Uh next up you got the Falcons and the Saints 27 to 25. The Falcons style get the W here. Saints are in big big trouble with this quarterback situation. Tyler, do you think that Trevor Simeon is going to continue to be the guy over there with the Saints or I don't know. What was that? God no, they're 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 in trouble. But yeah, who who do you think? I mean, uh, am I right now? Am I am I right that Taysom Hill is going to wind up trotting onto that field soon? Oh, he will. But he's going to be worse than Simeon. Simeon's better quarterback. But you've really done. Never been Man. high. You've never been high on Taysom Hill. He had a good couple games. Congratulations. I like Taysom. I do. Li- I like Taysom Hill too. I, I thought Taysom Hill was the future of that team when when they signed him to a long term deal. And and I as think a receiver, it, yeah, he is, he is the future of that team as a receiver. <laughs> I, I thought he was a quarterback. He's the I, reason he didn't start last week. I thought he was going to wind up being the future of that team at quarterback when Drew Brees went out the door, and they've went every other direction except for him. And I really, honestly, I'm I'm kind of hoping he thrives just so he can be like, yeah, y'all slept on me. It's probably because they don't they see him only as the running option, and that's it. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see that. So I mean, if he they don't believe in his arm, no, and then they should because he has shown exceptional arm strength in the past. Uh, next up, you got the Raiders losing a confusing one to the Giants, sixteen to twenty-three. Raiders couldn't get anything going in this game, and the Giants suddenly just pull out a win against the the second place in the AFC West Raiders. Uh, Tyler is Daniel Jones starting to find his footing? Are the Giants just, or is this just them pulling a fast one? It's just them pulling a fast one. This team is, is is so talented. They just don't have the quarterback or the coaching to get it done. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think I don't think the Giants are are very adept. Uh, Ray, do you think that the Giants are gonna gonna you know maybe next year come out firing, or do you think this is what we're gonna be seeing these little fast ones that keep everybody's hope up? And then... I think this was a one off. I th- I think it was just a blip, just a blip in the system. Honestly, um, I personally. Think I like Derek Carr, and I think he does pretty well. I'll say, I can say that much at least. I agree. I believe this was a blip in the system. Yeah, Derek Carr, and he's got his work cut out for him this week against the Chiefs. Next up, you got uh, one that I mean, just lost. Oh God, Vikings losing a, a heartbreaker to the Ravens in overtime, 31-34. Just real quick, I want to point out that a number one, 
the fact that you know, like everybody's like uh, on on social media, oh, the Vikings defense gave up 500 yards. Well, man, I'd hope that they'd give up 500 yards with them being on the field for 46 minutes in this game. The right. defense, I mean, you gave the Ravens 46 minutes of time of possession. How is that a thing? I mean, and and the Vikings, the Vikings defense also gave the Vikings offense two turnovers, gift wrapping, including one in overtime. And and Kirk Cousins couldn't drive 25 yards to kick that field goal for the W. That was an absolutely atrocious mess. The Vikings offense is ridiculous. I still feel Mike Zimmer should be fired. I feel still feel Clint Kubiak should be fired. Right now they're looking for Kirk Cousins' uh, um, replacement. I mean, and and Rick Spielman's flying all over the country looking for the replacement. Uh, he's he's been looking at Carson Strong. He's been looking at a bunch of these guys. Tyler, dude, I mean. Did your Ravens get lucky here? And the Ravens played bad, but they, they've been doing what they've been doing all season, and then turned it up in the second half. And still, it's still not ignoring what happened on Thursday. It's still not a performance I'm thrilled about. Yeah, Ray, are the Vikings done for the season? Do you think they they can be counted out at this point? I wouldn't. I wouldn't count them out. No, no. There's. I believe there's enough talent in Minnesota to to actually pull something out, at least in quite respectable. <laughs> I'll at least say that much. That was a. That game was, it wasn't a good showing by either team, but it actually, neither team's bad. We'll just put it that way. Yeah, I'm going to call it right now. Anything short of a Super Bowl, Zimmer's gone, Kubiak's gone, Cousins is traded. Anything short of a bowl. I'm going to double down and say that um, they're going to miss the playoffs and Zimmer is still there next season. No, he'll be done. He's got to be done. It's, it's, It's game set and match. Uh, next up, you got the Browns and the Bengals. Browns dominate the Bengals. Weird game. 41-16. Uh, Mayfield comes out throwing the ball. Donovan Peoples-Jones got a couple of big catches. Just a weird game. The Browns starting to come back to life here. Are the Browns now the favorite to win the division, Ray? No, I, I, I don't think the Browns are favored to win the division. Um, I still need to see more of... I still don't believe so much in Baker Mayfield. I don't either. I'm just going to be completely honest with yeah. you. He's, I know he's shown a lot of potential. He's shown a lot, but I still need to see more personally. And Tyler, after what you saw, are the Bengals falling apart at the seams? Not yet. No. I, I think they are. I think, I think I, they still go second in the division. I think they're still falling apart. They're, they do enter the bye this week, but I, I don't know. I, I think they're starting to fall apart. And uh, Jamar Chase comes off a second in a row, bad performance. Well, uh, no, 47 is decent. 47 yards? That 47 yards on the course of a whole season puts you at 800 yards. So 47 yards, you're allowed to have 47 yards. I, I thought it was a bad – judging by what we were talking about, about him, I mean, and you were you were hyping up, he's going to shatter it. That was the word. He's Still on pace for it. Receiving record, he's going to destroy it. it was, I mean, and, full, and he's allowed to have rough games and still be on pace to do that. Full-on Vince McMahon voice and everything. He's going to destroy it. Um, and, and Jamar Chase, two bad games in a row. I don't know if this is going to become a trend. I don't know if teams have figured him out. Or I don't know if he's going to come out of the bye and just be fired. For myself, I'll just say, just give me one more game with each team and – from then, from there, I'll be able to yeah, you can it kind of assess. Yeah, yep. Uh, next up, you got the Broncos and the Cowboys. A, a big upset, kind of a stunner. Broncos beat the Cowboys thirty to sixteen with Dak Prescott on the field, which was crazy. Uh, the Broncos' running attack was great, though. Javante Williams looked really, really good in this game. 
Tyler, does Javante Williams take over as the number one back with the Broncos, or do you think they should continue with the split back system? I think they continue the split back system because at the same time, uh, in- Ingram or not Ingram, uh, Gordon still played well. Yep, I they they both played well. Javante Williams wound up with 117 yards on this game. I thought yeah, no, Williams had a better game, but I think Gordon's done nothing to lose his job. I don't think he has. I, but I, I think, think you keep the keep the strategy and, and have them both go. I, I think going next season, Williams is gonna is gonna be the only guy. But I think you 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 keep going with what you got right now. Yeah, I think Williams is the better runner at, the, at this point. I, I think he's the better runner runner, and he's gonna be cheaper. And Melvin Gordon, I, if I'm not mistaken, he's getting paid eight million a year. I, I think you either four or eight a year. So I, I mean, if you can save that cap space and have a, a really solid runner in Javante Williams, I'm rolling with that, and I think they should go with that. Now, as for the Cowboys, is is this a sign of things to come, or are they just going to rebound this week? I'd rebound. Rebound. Yeah. For sure, rebound. Uh, Dak threw terrible. It was a complete meltdown, in yeah. my opinion. But, yeah, this is a bad game. Yeah, but uh, he'll, he'll rebound, and it'll be respectable at least. I'm not going to say for sure whether or not they're going to win, but it will definitely be respectable. Right. Uh, next up, you got the Dolphins beating the Texans. This one was to be expected, but it was a little, little more low scoring than expected. Dolphins 17 to nine. Uh, they, they, I mean, the the Texans. I, I thought Tyrod Taylor. When I, if I'm not mistaken, I think I took the Texans in this game. I thought Tyrod Taylor was going to be a lot better than he was. Texans don't get it done. Dolphins advance to two and seven, which is just kind of a shit show. Uh, Texans involve or go down to one and eight. I believe I also took Tyrod Taylor, I mean, the Texans as well, Yeah, because Tyrod Taylor was back. I, I thought Tyrod was, a, you know, after his week one performance, was going to do what he did. Right. No, no, that's not what we got here. <laughs> uh, next up, you got Chargers beating the Eagles 27-24. This was actually a really close and kind of entertaining game. Justin Herbert still doing what Justin Herbert does. The Chargers wind up going up to number one in their division now, first place. I, are the Chargers for real? Do you think they have a real shot at taking over, at, you know, going for a Super Bowl here? I mean, the AFC is, is kind of wide open right now. Tyler? It's, what, it's They're they're 100% in this because the AFC is completely wide open right now. Yeah, with the Chiefs kind of floundering, the Titans not having Derrick Henry. There's a lot Bills of Bills and Ravens don't know who they are. Right. I mean, there's there, this is open. This is a big open spot here in that AFC. Nobody... There, there's really no major front run. Most of the most of the teams are still most of the teams in that division are still trying to figure yeah trying to figure out try, they're trying to put their pieces back together they're trying to get get everything to click properly. Yeah. So the Chargers are honestly I would give them the slight advantage just because for the most part they haven't had a major meltdown and they also have an identity. Right. Right. You know they they did have the one they they did get blown out by blown out by the Ravens a few weeks back. But I, I just I feel like they do have like a true identity, and that's something that a lot of these teams, especially in the AFC and that conference, are really lacking right now. There's there's not a lot of competition there, and and Baltimore doesn't truly have an identity. The Titans are trying to figure themselves out after after the Derrick Henry debacle. The Chiefs haven't figured themselves out, and I'm amazed that they're they're still alive here. The Steelers, I'm amazed that they're still alive in the conversation. The Bengals are, are starting to fall apart at the seams. The Browns are having problems with Baker Mayfield. The Raiders are hit and miss week to week with Derek Carr. I mean, the, the Patriots, Mac Jones has been performing well, but you don't know what you're going to get out of Mac Jones. The Bills just lost to the Jags. So the AFC is really just a, a wide open landscape right now. 
and a lot of teams can can uh, take that conference over. Uh, next up, you got the Packers dropping a, a tough one oh, to the Chiefs, thirteen to seven. Jordan Love, I'm upset about that game. Why? I'm really upset about that game because I, I honestly was pushing for Jordan Love to win that because of how bad the Chiefs actually played. To hell with Jordan Love. Yeah, but the Chiefs did not deserve that win. I mean, you're, they you're didn't. telling me the way that that Patrick Mahomes was throwing that that the. They, they actually deserve to win. Patrick Mahomes hasn't deserved a win all season. Seven to thirteen. Yeah, Scott. yeah. Seven to thirteen. Patrick Mahomes hasn't deserved a win all season. Have you seen some of his points? Right. But yeah, what I'm he's... saying is that, of course, they were preying on the fact that Jordan Love is still wet behind the ears. He still, they were they were, they were definitely preying on the fact that he was inexperienced. Is Jordan Love the future of the Green Bay Packers? <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's laughing. You. <laughs> As much as I was rooting for this guy, um, you 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 just played the 31th ranked defense in a team that's been a- allowing an average of 30 points a game, and you yeah. put up seven. That comes with experience, man. Hey, look, Mac Jones is now getting his experience, and look where he's at. I'm not. It's no. possible. See, Mac, Mac Jones looked better in, the, in in his first game than the Love did. Just yeah. saying. And Jordan Love. Let, Fuck, let me... I, no, I'll say it. Justin Fields looked better than than Love did. Yeah, ooh, he did. He did. Ooh. Really, he I did. I mean, he did. But yeah. ooh, I mean, but but here's guy. here's the thing. Okay, I I we called Jordan Love a bust when he got drafted. Tyler and I both did. I think you did as well. I, Jordan Love. It, I don't think I didn't buy him from the get. I still don't buy him. Obviously, he's definitely not going to be Aaron Rodgers. And I think the Packers are are kind of soaking their jockeys here, going, "Oh no, we've got this guy, and we don't know what what in the hell we're going to do." We thought right. he was going to be the guy. Right. And he's turning out not to be the guy. I don't think Jordan Love is the guy. I think the Packers, if, if they let Aaron Rodgers walk, which is looking like that's going to happen at the end of this year. No. They, oh, yeah. They, they've already been through it. When Aaron Rodgers comes away from this team, Jordan Love is going to start, and the Packers are going to flounder. They're going to go right to the bottom of the division next year if they start Jordan Love. I'm not sure if we're talking about it later on, but uh, the – they, I feel like the Packers are definitely protecting Aaron Rodgers, so I'm I'm not so sure about that. But we'll talk that we'll talk about that later. I think the Packers are more protecting themselves than anything. Uh, next up, you got the Cardinals. Uh, they're going to go ahead and beat the the Niners, 31 to 17. Next man up for the Cardinals. And, and I did, I was I didn't actually watch this game, but Kyler did not play, did he? No, it was Colt McCoy. Good on Colt McCoy. McCoy. Okay, he, he came into the game and he played a really solid ball. Tyler is Colt McCoy. Uh, a, a viable starter in this league, or is it just Cliff Kingsbury being that good of a coach? I've always liked Colt McCoy. <laughs> I, I think oh. he had a very bad time in Cleveland. Boy, yeah. Um, I Colt McCoy to me, on paper, ignoring how it came out in the in the NFL, the 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 best starter that the best quarterback that the, the Browns drafted during that period of time of musical quarterbacks. I could agree with that between okay. like Seneca Wallace and all those guys. I mean, yeah. he, I basically, could... basically post um, Brady Quinn because obviously Brady Quinn got in ten and six to oh, yeah. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. Um, Colt McCoy is the best quarterback they, they had started. Well, no, was it Brady Quinn? I thought it was Derek Anderson. Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Yeah, I think you are right. Anderson. Either way, Brady Quinn was decent too. He was okay, I mean, but I, I I agree with you that I think Colt McCoy was the best starter that they drafted. And I think he wound up in a, a lot of bad spots. I mean, he's been he's been all over the league at this point. But is is it a next man up situation for Arizona? Do you think do you think they can continue like this and give Kyler more rest and let Colt McCoy play? 
or uh, you know, are, are the Cardinals going to wind up getting you know slammed at some point here in the next couple weeks if Colt McCoy continues to play? I think they'll eventually catch up on him, though. I mean, Colt McCoy, I think, can start, but not long term. Yeah, I I think he played really well. Well, that's kind of like how how uh, his magic is. Yeah, you know, you you if he comes in as a backup and no one's expecting anything from him, then he's 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 great. But mm-hmm. once once you put him in the starting position, you actually put all, you know all your faith in him. Is when he falls apart. Yep. So I'm not sure if it's going to be that. It could be that bad or not. So. He's good for a spot start. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I think that's kind of what what it is. Now next up, you got the Titans uh, and a surprising one. Titans dominated the hell out of the Rams. The story here, the defense. Titans, man. Titans win 28-16, but man, that defensive front was pounding Matt Stafford all day long, terrorizing him. I think this is the Titans' identity. The last two weeks, especially Jeffrey Simmons. I think Jeffrey Simmons was absolutely phenomenal in this game. Three sacks. I mean, just lighten Matt Stafford up. Are the are the Rams like so so I called Titans to win the Super Bowl. Sure. So so that's the correction. Last week Tyler told me that I called the Rams. No, I called Titans and I called them out for it uh, in our group chat. And I'm calling them out here. So I called Titans. The the are the Titans going to be like the foil to the Rams here, Tyler, if, if they go to the bowl? Or do you think the Titans really have a shot to go to the bowl based on how this defense is played? And, I mean, the Titans didn't look bad in this game. I can't say that. Uh, they... I think it was a one-off. I think the Rams win that game 9 out of 10 times. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, that, and that's a bold statement. That's a bold statement, Cotton, as really? Alex would say. But I, I just believe that um, – I believe that, that the the – Rams in this situation, they looked terrified. Honestly, they, they, they were getting terrorized the whole time, and uh, and I, I do believe that there's enough time here to actually there's enough time here to, to figure out that situation. Because what they're going to do is they're going to go back, they're going to look at the tape, and they're going to see exactly what went wrong. Oh yeah. So I think there's plenty of time here to still figure out how to how to find an answer to the Titans' defense. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the Rams had an answer for that. Exactly. Yeah, I really don't. I was thinking maybe at halftime that they that they would make some adjustments, and they did. They made a few adjustments, didn't they? Yeah, they made a couple, but I it was just I mean Matt Stafford. I mean the the bad throw almost taking the safety in the end zone, and I, I it just they couldn't get anything going. I I was just. And we, uh, we all picked the Rams to win this game without Derrick Henry on the field. Yeah. We all did. I mean, it's it, mind-blowing. Uh, so the Titans go up to 7-2, and two, and they actually have the same record as the Rams currently, which is amazing. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, the Monday Night Football game. Steelers beat the Bears in exciting fashion. Justin Fields actually had his, I mean, dare I say it, he had his best game, game of the year so far. He, he seems to be improving the last couple of weeks. We'll see if he can continue that trend. But, um, yeah, the Steelers squeak one out on a, on a field goal, giving Big Ben way too much time at the end of the game. It, was this just savvy veterans shit right here? Is that, that just all we can, you know, uh, allude that to being? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I thought he played – I thought Ben played really well. Ben played well. Uh, Justin Fields played well. I, I don't know. Yeah, Fields, Fields got it done a little bit uh, – with his legs, he got, I mean, it, it wasn't a ton, but 45 yards on the ground. I mean, he, he did throw a touchdown. He had a 100 quarterback rating. I mean, it was, a, it was a pretty good outing for him, but but Big Ben just doing what Ben does. I mean, he, he took a lead early. He kind of floundered in the second half a little bit, but he came out early and, and really rocked it. So I, I'm, 
I, I think Ben might be able to do just enough to get into the playoffs this year. Tyler, what say you? I don't know. The AFC is such a middle-of-the-pack shit show. I, I think when it all comes said and done, they're going to miss the playoffs. Scott, it sounds like you're coming around to what I said last week as well, too. I said that bit, you guys were saying that Ben was gone, and I said that Ben is playing just well enough yep. to keep him in there. It, it's he's They're competing. The Bears, and they barely won. Greg, get off that. No, well, hang no. on, hang on. Now, the one thing I will say about the Bears, and and whether you like it or not, Bears have one of the better defenses in the league currently. Even without Khalil Mack being on the field last week, they still have one of the better defenses in the league. Akeem Hicks is a great run stopper. I think the Bears' secondary is missing a lot, and that's why Ben was able to put up the points that he did. I mean, they, they were missing a lot of secondary pieces. But, I, hey, man, he's... For them to be five and three, going from the worst schedule in the league to the be- the toughest schedule in the league, the, you know the easiest to the the toughest. I I, I don't know, man. That this could be like a real deal type of situation where the, the Steelers wind up being like a seven seed or a six seed. There's no way they're going to take the division. I don't think they take the division out of the Ravens' hands, even with the Ravens playing like horseshit on on Thursday. Okay, but let's be real, Big Ben. I mean. They're competing, and this division is honestly one of the most competitive divisions in football, if not the most competitive division of football. The only credible win they have is the, is Week One against the Bills. Yeah, they lost the Raiders, they lost the Bengals, they lost the Packers, they beat the Broncos, they they beat a Russell Wilson-less Seahawks, they beat the Browns. We can call it two, and they beat the Bears. To me, no, this it's a five. It's a false five and three team. They still got they have Chargers coming up. They have Ravens twice. They have Bengals again. They have Browns again. They have Chiefs. They have Vikings. They have Titans. They have Lions this week. They have Lions this week. <laughs> well, Chargers next week. Yeah, and then they got but Chargers next week. And and to me, de- there's a chance they win one more game. Yeah, it depends really what Chargers team shows up. I mean, really. I'm still st- I'm standing by my preseason prediction that the Steelers go last in this division. Wow, last. And they're, and they're only a half game out from last, just just so it's, 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 we're not far off here. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, and they, they are, I mean, technically speaking, I mean, aren't they, yeah, they're only a half game up. So they're, they're what, in third right now? Or are they yeah, tec- they're, second? They're technically second. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I could see them going last, but like with how this competitive this division has become, this could be what we predicted for the NFC West, we could see what we predicted for the NFC West showing up in the AFC South or the, or the uh, oh, all four going. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it can. But I think that the, the uh, middle of the pack in the AFC is so wild that it's not going to happen because the because the AFC West is in the same predicament the AFC North is in. Right. So, so in the AFC, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven teams, at least five wins. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's going to get wild. I, I know it's going to get wild. But, yeah, so that's our scores for uh, Week 9 in the NFL. Tyler, we got a bunch of shit to get into. We're going to be going through every team for this midseason stuff. All right? Shotgun um, and shoot. Good. And I'm, I'm putting all the news in there along with when we go through these things. Uh, so we're going to be mixing it all together. I want to take a quick break, and then I want to come on back and we are going to start hitting this thing hard for the next uh, next uh, X amount of time here until we get through these things. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back right here on the Outside Blitz. At It's Your Time Massage, 
you get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors, but in a more intimate and personal setting. With four years' experience, massage therapist and owner Amanda Yata's goal is to help people in a natural way, offering Swedish deep tissue, pregnancy, aromatherapy, and sports massages. You will feel better and have more energy in just one hour. It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home, Amanda's or yours. With the rates ranging from $55 to $130, you get professional quality at an affordable rate. Contact Amanda today at 313-686-4347 or online at iytmassage.com. It's Your Time Massage, a natural way to improve your well-being. Ladies and gentlemen Ladies and gentlemen Are you ready? Are you ready? Get ready, y'all Get ready Hey, and welcome back to Outside Woods I'm your host, Tyler Dean You almost missed your cue again I didn't it's like the third week in a row. I didn't. I, I wait for the for the recording to show up on my end, and then I wait five seconds just to make sure it's been five. So, no, I did not miss my cue. For, for three years now. Gotta we, we have not been doing remote for three years, though. I When you hit record, it, there's a delay in, on, before it shows up on my screen. So I wait five seconds and times on my screen. Oh, just to make sure it's there. Golly. Tyler's another bottle of wine in. <laughs> just saying. I'm I'm just making sure. Well, welcome yeah, let, back. Let me hit the record button to see what happens. Well, welcome back. My name. I'm the yeah, I, 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 I can actually hit the stop button that recording, by the way, just so you know. So fuck off. Oh, okay. Well, and I'm here with Ray Ray Collins. Hey, and uh, <laughs> Tyler's all sorts of red ass today. So uh, we're going to be jumping through these teams here. And uh, I mean, just kind of going through the midseason stuff. And and Tyler, right now, I'm going to jump into the AFC East. Let's get down to business. Uh, let's talk about the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they're five and three. Uh, the just uh, this week, uh, linebacker Tremaine Edmonds was ruled out for Week Ten versus the Jets with a hamstring injury. I think that's a big hit for the Bills going into this week, especially with the Jets having Mike White coming back into the fold. He's actually going to start this week. So Tremaine Edmonds. Big loss for the Bills, am I correct? Uh, 100%. Yeah. So, Bills are 5-3. and three. They've had a couple of, of weird losses, weird meltdowns. Just a strange anomaly as far as that goes. I think their offense is red hot. I think they have a great defense, but the offense last week just didn't show up. They had a really rough, rough time against, like, the Jags. They're, they're having these weird losses that they shouldn't really be having. Am, am I right? Yeah, no, for sure. Bill's defense has still been doing, you know, their thing, but the offense is just, they haven't been clicking right now. Is it a Josh Allen thing, Tyler? No. What do you think it is? It's, this offense is just not humming. I think Josh Allen's actually doing fine. I, I think, I think re- receiver-wise, they don't have the right help. I think defensively, they're struggling, I, and they still need a running back. Yeah, I, I think the running back is the big thing to me. And. Um, I'll, I'll agree on the running back portion, but uh, you said the offense wasn't doing a thing. So you, do you believe there's actually weaknesses somewhere in the wide receiver area? Yes. Um, we, we believe that Sanders was going to be uh, rejuvenated here in, in Bills, and that has been a far cry from the case. And Beasley's been decent. but And offensive line-wise, they've, they've been okay. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you here. I think I think Beasley, he, he's 
proven that he can be a good number two. I expected a lot more of a guy like Gabriel Davis for a while, and we didn't get that. The 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 line is good. Josh Allen is mobile, which is great. He's a big-bodied guy. I think the big problem for them ultimately is is just the running back. And I expected them to go into the first round of this draft and go after a running back. And they just didn't do it. Sure, I've never I've never been a big fan of uh, Devin Singletary. So no Singletary or Moss. I think they're they're both. Uh, a lot of people put a lot of stock in those guys, and I think the Bills put a lot of stock in those guys that they shouldn't be. If the Bills are going to, especially you know, late in the draft or in the first round, because they're going to have a late first round draft pick, right? Really, at the end of the whole thing, they're going to have to draft a running back, a real viable running back, and heaven forbid that kid from from Michigan State falls to him. I so, mean that that would be oh that'd be game over. For yeah. Them. I mean it would be the Bills all day. That that kid's like the next the second coming of Thurman Thomas here. So I mean the Bills. I agree with you, Tyler. I think the defense and and Ray. I agree with you as well. The defense is on, but there are weaknesses in that that offense. And I think they figured out if you cover Steph Diggs and you handle him, you're not going to get the production that, that you know that you expect out of this Bills offense. Right. Right. I mean, and and that's kind of what what we've been getting to. The one nice thing here, Dawson Knox, gotta love that kid. Man, I I didn't exa- I didn't exactly expect what we what we get out of Dawson Knox right now. He Nobody was. Did. Nobody did. He was a mid-round guy, and they said he was really, really raw. One year after getting drafted, he just explodes in the the most, I mean, heroic fashion. Granted, he's got an injury going on right now. He's had a few hand issues. That kid's going to be a top tight end in this league. He's been so reliable. He kind of is. Yeah, he already, I mean, he already really kind of is, but. I expect him to be like we're we're talking like top five tight end in the next couple of years here. I think he's he's going to be pushing that level. Yeah, because I think if, if you fast forward a couple of years here, um, Kittle and Kelsey are no longer in the mix, and you're talking about it being like the Waller, Andrews, Knox type of show. Yeah, maybe Irv Smith Jr. if he if he can stay healthy. I think Irv Smith Jr. is kind of, and we'll talk about that. I think he's he's kind of training in the wrong direction. Right. But um, it, well, that the kid out of Pittsburgh. I think he's going to be a top tight end. Pat, Pat Fryermuth, he he's um, he came out of nowhere. He's emerged in the last two games. I want to see whether or not Fryermuth is going to be a consistent guy or whether he's going to wind up being the next Robert Tanyan, but I digress. We'll get to that when we get to the Steelers here. Uh, next up, we got the Patriots. Patriots are sitting at 5-4. and four. Uh, The news for them this week, linebacker Jamie Collins is listed as doubtful for Week 10 versus the Browns. He's got an ankle injury. Uh, Damian Harris, he's out for Week 10 with a concussion. Both big hits for them. They're going to have to rely on the arm of Mac Jones going into this game. And Jamie Collins, I mean, I know he was kind of an addition, but Jamie Collins is still a high-ranked linebacker in this league. He's very, very reliable. He was the highest-ranked defensive player for the Lions when he got released, when he requested his release. I I think that's what happened. Uh, He goes back to the Patriots. He's still playing really good ball. Both these guys are are almost necessary for the Patriots to continue to be as, as effective as they have been, especially with Damian Harris having as, as solid the last two weeks he's had. Am I right? Sure. Yeah. A hundred percent. But the, um, in, in Harris's absence though, they, they seem to be doing next man up very good. Yeah. And, and that's been very typical of the Patriots over the years. It's always been, okay, well, so-and-so is hurt, so James White's going to come in. And so-and-so is hurt, so Rex Burkhead's going to come in. Right. Well, no, usually it's been, uh, um, oh, you fumbled the ball? Well, you're, you are completely dead to me. I never want to see your face again. Don't go in the locker room and never show your face again. I feel like, that was, more of a, I feel like that was more of a Tom Brady thing. Uh, once you've lost his trust, he's, he's, right. he's moving. 
We, we've I, I, it's been a long time though since we've seen the Patriots have like a really truly reliable running back, and I think Damian Harris is finally that guy. I don't think Damian Harris is ever going to be a world beater. I don't think he's ever going to go out there and and be that fifteen hundred yard rusher or anything like that. But but when I'm talking Damian Harris, I think he's a guy that could that could hit that you know over a thousand that eleven 1, hundred type mark. And and I'm if I'm the Patriots, I'm totally comfortable with that as he's long as he's give you that reliability, right? Exactly. That's kind of what they're looking for at the running back position. Um, and and really, I the Patriots are in the mix for the playoffs right here, which is crazy to me because we never thought that this would be a thing with Mac Jones in in the fold. Uh, Bills obviously. I think we all agree that the Bills are going to wind up being a playoff team here. Oh, yeah, for sure. But when yes. we're talking about when nobody saw the Patriots coming here, Patriots could wind up sneaking in on that six or seven seed. They're obviously not going to be able to take up, you know, one of the top four seeds. But a six or seven seed, I could see it at this point. Tyler, what would say you? And, you know, I hate that I'm saying this, but I'm not I'm not I can't sit here and say that I'm 100 percent convinced they're not going to win the division. Wow. The Bills are playing, and I love the Bills. They're playing so poorly, and they're only a half game up right now that it's it's worth the conversation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can I can see where you're coming from there. Now, uh, next up, you got the Dolphins. Now, this is a team that we expected a lot more out of this year, um, and and a lot of people did because the defense played so well last year. Tua Tungabailoa, he's dealing with a broken finger. Thursday night football happened this past week. Jacoby Brissett actually started on Thursday. He was sidelined with a knee injury. Tua was put into the game, um, and and he didn't leave from there. Brian Flores has since come out said Tua is our quarterback. So the Dolphins have won two in a row. They're three and seven now. Obviously, I don't think they're knocking on the door of the playoffs in any way, shape, or form. But I did see, and and I know it's not saying much when you're talking about going from. Jacoby Brissett to Tua Tungavailoa. I, I I get that. You, an upgrade from Jacoby Brissett is like, you know, upgrading your Pinto to a, you know, an equally as crappy car. I mean, that's <laughs> that, really. But I did see the Dolphins offense hum with Tua during that game against the Ravens. Whether anybody wants to agree with that or not, the, the offense seemed to come together when Tua came onto the field. Am I, am, am I missing something there? Or if I... Um. I would agree to an extent. It came together to a to a certain degree, but it also was against a um, very subpar Ravens defense. And, and by come together, it came together well for what would be considered well in Dolphins land. It, it, there's still a lot of work to go there. There is. I agree with that. And I think that uh, just like the Bills, I think one of the most common trends is a running back. It's that right. it, they don't. And Miles Gaskin is not the answer there. No. And and for a minute last year, I really thought Selvin Ahmed was going to be wind up being the guy there, and he actually played really well when Miles Gaskin went down. Ray is at the end of the day. Do you think the Dolphins are on the right track? Do you think Tua is going to wind up being the franchise QB over there, or do you think the Dolphins are are done for and that they need to start digging in that bag for a new quarterback? I think that they need to start digging that bag for a new quarterback. I'm with you. I personally do. Uh, Ray. I'm, I'm not exactly convinced with uh, Tua. And Jacoby Brissett, he's a good he's a good backup quarterback, but he's obviously not he's obviously not going to be your starter either. Um, I believe that what we saw most recently with the Dolphins again was the Ravens playing bad. Yeah. Not so much not so much the Dolphins actually being a complete team because mm. the. There, the Ravens. Deep, I mean, the uh, Dolphins' defense looked like world beaters out there against that 
poor off, that poor offensive line. Yeah, I, I thought the um, the defense for the Dolphins, it looked like the defense from last year that we we were you know it was so revered because we didn't talk we didn't talk much about the Dolphins defense on this show. But then looking at the numbers from last year, I'm going, wow, that Dolphins defense was pretty good last yeah, it's year. Not that bad. And and so this year they obviously haven't been good, but they also haven't had the offensive output that we were all hoping for. Um, and and Tua Tagovailoa, I, I I agree with you. I don't think he's the answer at quarterback, but I think they hummed a lot more with Tua um, obviously than Jacoby Brissett, which like I said isn't saying much. But hey, they still got the W. Um, next up, you got the Jets. The Jets are two and six right now. Mike White is set to start in Week Ten versus the Bills. Rookie quarterback Zach Wilson. He came out and said, "I need to play more like Mike White." Um, <laughs> I mean, really, at the end, he's not wrong. I, I, I'll say he's not wrong. Is this Mike White's team, Tyler? No, no, it's not. Uh-huh. It's it's a temporary uh, transition right now until Zach Wilson can get his shit together. If he does, I. I think Mike White had a had a had a really good game, but then shades of not being that great in, in the little bit he played in, in the in the following week kind of kind of showed its ugly head in my well, opinion. I disagree. And here's the thing: Mike White and he didn't play bad in that in that consecutive game. He had that one the first drive he was in. He threw it. He came out touchdown, and then he got hurt. Now, I think this is Mike White's team. I think that Mike White is going to be the future of this franchise. I, he's 26 years old. He's been on this team for a while. He's been on this practice squad for a while. I, honest to God, think that this is Mike White's team. I think he is going to be the future franchise quarterback of the New York Jets. I think they stumbled onto the guy that is going to be the future of this football team. And I honestly, uh, I I don't think Zach Wilson is the answer. I think Zach Wilson winds up being a backup, and then he winds up getting traded somewhere. He's going to be trade bait or something. But Zach Wilson is not the future of this football team. I believe Mike White is going to be the future franchise QB of the New York Jets that they've been looking for for the last five years. As he should be, in my opinion. Uh, he, uh, I think that unless they're probably, but they probably will give Zach Wilson his shot to, you know, obviously as being the starting quarterback again, of course, definitely. But um. But you ride the hot hand for the time being. He's gonna, yeah. But I mean, but Zach, but Zach Wilson is gonna have to. Zach Wilson's gonna have to be on his p's and q's. He's gonna really have to be on his p's and q's because Mike White has shown that he's able to to perform. Yes, I agree. Um, yeah, no, no it's, it's, yeah, it's, you know, it, you could be right, Scott. Um, Matt Flynn might do a very well, good job and be the next. I'm, I'm sorry, Mike White might be the next <laughs> franchise quarterback of this franchise. No, no, I'm serious. I, I don't think this. I, it, honestly, I don't think it was an anomaly. And and I thought Mike White played so well. I don't think this is just like a, a one, you know, anomaly. This this could be a situation where the Jets go, hey, we staggered onto a guy that turned out to be a stud, and he could really. I mean, it, it's a very similar situation. You remember a, a team that did that years ago and wound up winning a Super Bowl, and that was the Rams when Kurt Warner came trotting onto the field when Trent Green went down. I mean, we we've seen this before, and we saw it when and at that time. If, I, if, if I'm not mistaken, the Rams were a losing team at that point. They hadn't won a game yet, and then Kurt Warner came in and set the world on fire with the greatest show on turf. I'm not going to sit here and say that Mike White's going to be the next Kurt Warner. But what I am going to say is that he looks like the guy that can lead this football team. He looks like a guy that these guys respect, and I think they respect him a lot more than they do Zach Wilson, and I think the coaches respect him more than they do Zach Wilson. I think they believe in him more than they do Zach Wilson. Is he going to wind up being a um, a world beater? I mean, who's to say? I mean, we're we're, uh, but I think he is. I mean, I see this playing out similar to how uh, it played out with Justin Herbert. Honestly, 
Uh, I, I believe that he, you know, he can, he, now that he's had a shot at showing that he can do it with confidence and he can do it with a, a, lo- a decent level of consistency that he's going to get his shot. And, and, and he did it well against a really game Bengals defense. Right. Right. It, it wasn't like, like a Matt Flynn situation where he came out against a shitty Detroit team. He went up against a Bengals defense that was one of the top defenses in the league at that particular moment. And they also had the, one of the best records. They, I yep. believe they might have had the best they were the, record. They were they? the best team in the AFC at that point in time. So right there, you, all, you also have to deal with that's kind of there's some intimidation there as well, with right. them having the best record. And he came out and he performed. I, I think that says a lot. But that I don't think the Jets obviously are making the playoffs at this point. I think they're obviously cooked. They're, I mean, they're, they're bottom of the league right now. They're going to wind up with a real high draft pick. But I think the Jets are trending upward, in my opinion, at least, with Mike White. I know Tyler feels otherwise, but I think they're trending up. And I agree. Um, next up, you got the AFC North, the Ravens. Tyler, what the hell is going on with your Ravens on Thursday Night Football? The Plexico Ravens, king of the foot shoot. <laughs> That's where we're at right now. This they, is a team that at its best can win a Super Bowl, but can't get out of its own way. Yeah, yeah. And granted, a big part of it, and, and, and there's not really much, no, no one can say otherwise, is this is a team that is just riddled with injuries more than you, you see on, on a normal year. We're talking of 11 defensive starters, eight of them are, are on IR. And yeah, all offense has been hit the same way. I think we're up 17 now on IR with, with the addition of uh, Elliott, which I'm sure is on your news. Yes, uh, Deshaun Elliott did go down with, with that injury. I, I Here's my thing. I think the Ravens could be, you know, like you said, I think they could, they have the ability to be a Super Bowl contender. I think their defense has been weirdly bad this year, like strangely bad. We haven't, I haven't seen a Ravens defense this, this bad since. I'm like, not sure ever. Well, really since the team first showed up. I mean, really since they were like, like a, a brand new franchise. This is the first time I've seen a really bad Ravens defense. So, I mean, to me, I don't think they're going to win a bowl this year. I think that, I mean, they could, but I, I don't think they will. I think they'll make a playoffs. I think they probably win the division, but they got a long way to go. And uh, Lamar is, has been kind of hit or miss. There's been these weird spotty performances from him this year where I'm going, what the fuck is this? What, what happened to the guy? Like a, a couple of year, a couple of weeks ago, rather he, he threw for 400 plus yards. And then this week he has trouble, you know, hitting 200. I mean, it was it was just streaky. Yeah, he he has been a little streaky. I and and you have those games and every. I know he's one of the most enigmatic quarterbacks. He's obviously a franchise quarterback. He's obviously a guy that's going to lead this franchise for the long term. The question for me becomes, you know, when when exactly are the Ravens going to return to that Super Bowl form? I don't think it's this year. I think they make the playoffs, but I don't think they're Super Bowl form. Ray, what do you got? I think that. I think that Lamar's he's reverting a little bit back to when to a couple years ago when his accuracy when his accuracy was really spotty. That's a big thing. Yeah, and that that's going to change. And right there is going to change a lot as well too. Because then once they once other teams see his accuracy start to dwindle like that, they're going to play him differently. Yes. So that that could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. If he can adjust after that, great. But they're gonna they're gonna play him very differently at that point. Yep. And uh, with. Some of the receivers actually given spotty performances as well. Shout-outs to Marquise Brown. Mr. Butterfingers Brown there. Yeah, good old Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But 
But, I found uh, I, and I found it by the way. This is the worst ranked defense since the Super Bowl win. Wow! Wow! Because they were 17 during the Super Bowl win. They're right now they're they're 27. Man, you know, that's or, that's rough, and that's not very Harbaugh like. Or 20, yeah, no, 22. Yeah. yeah. So next up, we've got the Steelers. They're in second place in the division right now. Uh, Chase Claypool was ruled out for the Week 10 matchup with the Lions with a toe injury. You know, it's a hit. But it's not a huge hit. I mean, I know they they lost Juju. I I think this is great news for Deontay Johnson and Deontay Johnson fantasy owners. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge me. <laughs> okay, but uh, you know, and they, I know they lost Juju. I I I think this Pat Fryermuth guy has has really stepped up. He's been impressive. You got you still have James Washington over there. People don't realize that the Steelers really have a lot of not just depth, really high end depth at receiver. Mm-hmm. Washington's a good receiver. Um, I, I think Deontay Johnson's a good receiver. This very much so could be a could be just be a safety move, honestly. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, being honest, against the Lions, you don't necessarily you don't necessarily need all your best guns out there. Lions have been playing tough ball. I know a few people have predicted Lions win. I think they're high. I'm going. I'm going with the Steelers, obviously, in this situation. But you know, I they, and and they're. I think they still com- are in competition for that seven seed. I understand they've got a really tough schedule coming up, with, but I, I see teams like the Browns, hit or miss. I see, you know, teams like the Bengals right now playing hit or miss ball. I, I see a, a lot of situations, uh, the, the Broncos, where they're going to get hot against Dallas, but then they're going to flounder against the Steelers. I, I see opportunity for, for the Steelers here, as much as I don't want to admit it, and as much as Tyler doesn't want to hear it, because he hates the Steelers, and I understand that. but. I see opportunity here for the Steelers. Oh, absolutely. I see big opportunity for them to make the playoffs. And, and, I, and, and I do, too. The opportunity is there, but I don't think that Ben's going to go the full year. He's, or, he's already dealing with, with the right shoulder injury. That's gonna be, he's going to be dealing with the rest of the year, right? and I think it's going to catch up on him. But you did mention depth and, and offense, and I'm going to add tight end to that mix. Um, regardless of how much um, you don't like him, Scott, um, 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 Eric Ebron, who's now the backup tight end, is yeah. still a, is still a starting tight end for about half the league. Yeah, and he's I, number two tight end in Pittsburgh, and they need to be utilizing, especially with Claypool being out and with Juju, they need to be utilizing both those tight ends. I'm going to correct you on that one. I I didn't like Ebron when he was with Detroit, and Ebron had kind of a career resurgence when he was with Indianapolis, and it was like, oh, there's the Eric Ebron we liked, um, and we were we were hearing all about him being a first round pick. You know, I think he went what nine overall or seven, some ridiculous number. But Eric Ebron, to me, I agree with you. I think he can be a number one tight end in a lot of places in this league. I'm surprised nobody, you know, during the trade deadline reached out because there are a lot of tight end needy teams like the Vikings right now. I mean, the the, the Seahawks. I think the issue is it came. Um, maybe there was. His, I think Steelers weren't ready to, to walk away from him before they before this second straight week of uh, of Pat going off. So I think maybe they're, now they're per, more prepared to do it, but now it's too late. Right. Right. So I mean, and that might very well be the case, but I'm I'm digging this uh, Fryermuth thing for the Steelers. I think they're in competition, and and after this week, I fully expect them to be six and three, um, and and tied with your Ravens uh, moving into you know the the following week. I so, would agree. Yep. Next up, you got the Browns. The Browns are five and four right now. A uh, lot of news for the Browns. I like some of the stuff they did this week. They made two big time signings. They signed offensive guard Joel Betonio to a three year. $48 million extension through 2025. Then they go out and sign offensive guard Wyatt Teller 
to a four-year $56.8 million extension that keeps them through 2025. They're really solidifying their interior offensive line with two of the absolute best guards in the game. Uh, both these guys, very highly rated. Both these guys are tremendous. I love these signings. Um, they also went out and got, uh, they've got, they have some injury issues. Cornerback Greedy Williams, he's listed as questionable with a shoulder injury for week 10. Uh, defensive end Tack McKinley, he's ruled out for week 10 versus the Patriots. He's got a groin injury. That's a big hit for them. A few defensive issues. Um, and they also had running back Nick Chubb and Demetric Felton, both of them. They're ruled out for week 10 versus the Patriots because they were placed on the COVID reserve list. They tested positive. Uh, all big hits for these. I think the lesser of them is the running back situation because of Dearness Johnson and everything that he was able to accomplish a few weeks ago. Dearness Johnson is set to get the start again. I don't think they're going to have a problem getting that running game going against the Patriots with him on the field. Tack McKinley, on the other hand, that's a tough loss for them at the defensive end situation, but they still have Miles Garrett. They still have all those, those heavy hitters up front. I think this is a, a really solid situation. Ray? Browns, I believe the Browns have actually made really good moves. So I, I think that they've, they have done a really good job of actually assessing the, where, they have, where their weaknesses are at. Um, they want to give Baker as much time as possible. Um, honestly, what do you think, Tyler? Uh, they're doing all the right things, but this kind of this team kind of reminds me of the Giants in a way. And this is the question I kind of want to talk about: is do the Browns resign him? Do the Browns resign who? I'm sorry, Baker Mayfield. Oh, okay, that's where you want. Okay, uh, I believe that he's, he's gonna want forty mil. He's he is definitely gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna want he is gonna want forty mil. Um, I guess he's gonna want he's gonna want to get paid just as much as Josh Allen. But he has not put up Josh Allen numbers, though. I, I'm not so sure that that he's going to even – you think that he's going to actually have that that leg to stand on when going to the table? He kind of does. I mean, he, the wins are in his favor, and that's at the end of the day what, what, what they go off of. And um, Dak Prescott's getting $40 million. Is he worth Dak Prescott numbers? I still say no. But even, even that being said, I agree that he's not going to get that, But he's, which means he's still going he's, he's gonna, to he's gonna want like 35 yeah, but it's because the thing is, since the Browns are a run cent, honestly, the Browns, in my opinion, are still a run centric team. And I mean, Baker does. Baker obviously is a great. He's a great quarterback, but they're still a run centric team. And he he doesn't a lot of times when it comes down to the red zone. That's that's where all their nitty gritty work is done at in the run game. So I'm I'm not sure if they're gonna if they're gonna be willing to give him that kind of money. But who do you bring in that's going to be better? And that's always that kind of that question. Is sometimes your hands are kind of tied. What yeah. I think is going to happen is, and Baker's going to hate it, is the franchise tag. Oh yeah, I, that could definitely because we're in year four. They haven't put the fifth year option, so he has to still play under his rookie contract next season too. I I think he was hoping to get his contract this year, but I think the way he's playing, they're going to take their sweet time getting that contract going. Sure, sure. I, I agree with you on that. And I, I guess maybe, maybe it's, it's still determined, it's, it's determined by how he plays the rest of the year. But whether or not they sign, they re-sign Baker or whether or not they franchise tag him. Honestly, th- this is going to come down to performance at the, at the end of the year. I mean, 100% I mean, is. He doesn't accuracy. That's the problem I have with Baker Mayfield right now is there's just not enough accuracy 
for me to go, this guy is the real deal. He's had, I mean, you saw it in the Vikings game. I mean, it was guys trotting wide open down the field. I mean, he had a wide open Odell Beckham. I mean, you know it's bad when, oh, I mean, I know OBJ is a loud mouth. I know his dad is obviously a loud mouth. But when I see a situation where OBJ and, and all these guys are trotting wide open down the field and Baker's missing them, I mean, just it wasn't even just like, oh, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna not see him. No, he chucked the ball like 20 yards past that guy. Right, right. I, the accuracy just isn't there for me. And Baker Mayfield, like, it was really hard not to root for him when he came trotting into that game versus the Jets, give the Browns their first win in like 18 games or however many it was. But I'm sitting here going, I don't know. He's we, at first we thought he was a bum, and then he came out and he looked really good. And now he's looking like a bum again. I, I, don't, it's, I don't buy him. It's weird because he's going to want that contract. This is why I think, like, I don't think his contract gets done this year. I think they're going to make him run into his fifth year now. Oh, yeah. They're, they're and, gonna- and there is a chance that the tag comes into play for the sixth year based on how next year goes. Yeah, they're going to pick up his fifth year option because they, I don't think they know what they have. Right. And I think everybody And they've already done that. They've already done that. Right. And and everybody nobody knows what they have in the, in Baker Mayfield. Hell, I don't know what they have and, in Baker. But cuz no one does cuz in the offseason me and you both predicted that he that his contract would get taken care of this season, but then we see how the season's going now. Right. It's been yeah. this, this up and down thing and it, it it's like yeah, Josh Allen got his contract and you know you know that you know that meme where it's um uh, Squidward watching um Patrick and SpongeBob running free and he's in, inside the house. Yeah. Um that's going to be Baker watching Josh Allen and, and Lamar Jackson running outside, blowing their money in the air. No, because if because Baker, Lamar's going to get his contract this year. Oh, yeah. His no, play's showing that. But Baker's showing they, they're like, well, maybe we should wait. And if if Baker Mayfield, let's say they, they take him to his fifth year and, and they don't extend him, do you think he becomes a starter elsewhere? Oh, 100%. Um, I, I put Baker in the same category as I put – Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. And and, and, and that's because there, there was the big argument about fire Jim Harbaugh because you're paying him too much money. But there was the argument of, yeah, you're going to fire him, but who are you going to get that's better? And Baker's on that line of he's a he's a worthy starting quarterback. He's a top 20 quarterback in this league. But is it he's good enough to where it's probably not worth throwing yourself into rebuild mode over. Yeah. Right. And, and if the Browns do that, especially with the roster they have, I, I agree with that. The, the, with the roster they have, this this team, I mean, we were talking about it going into the playoffs last year. This team is a playoff and potentially Super Bowl caliber team because of all the pieces they have in place. They have all these big names. They have all these huge contracts. And now you're looking at this Baker Mayfield situation. He could be the thing that fucks it all up for you. Right. Or you might let him go and fuck it up for yourself if he turns out to be the real deal. So I, mean, I the, think you have to, I think you have to write it out. Yeah, you have to. Browns, I, I agree with you. Browns are kind of in limbo. I don't – if it was me, I'd be like, eh, to hell with Baker Mayfield. But The only way they, they get out of this is a trade for Aaron Rodgers. I was mm. just going to say a trade. A trade A trade would, would definitely work in their favor. And I don't even know that, that even a trade for Aaron Rodgers would be necessary. Right. To be honest with you, I, I think – a trade for any – I'm not saying any. So and an upgrade of of sorts, you know. Right. I and, and as much as, you know, I know everybody on the show and, and everybody out there in, in lion land has been crapping on Jared Goff. Jared Goff, whether we like to admit it or not, is an upgrade no. from Baker Mayfield. And whether or not we want to admit it, Kirk Cousins, 
he is an upgrade to Baker Mayfield. Uh, Kurt, he is, but not in the sense of age. I think I think it'd be a downgrade ultimately for the Browns. Now, with the Jared Goff thing, you're onto something. No, and no, I, I I say the complete opposite. I believe that Kirk Cousins would be an upgrade, and Jared Goff would not. I think Kirk Cousins is the bigger better the bigger upgrade to Goff. In but I do think that Goff might be a better fit for the Stefanski scheme, given everything that they're doing. I will have to. Golf is one of the best uh, game managing quarterbacks in football. Oh, Jared Goff for sure, absolutely. Now, next up, we've got uh, another strange one. The Bengals, they're sitting at five and four right now. Technically speaking, they're in last place in the division right now, which is crazy to me because just a couple weeks ago, they were the best team in the AFC. Yep, and then they're now sitting at five and four after losing two in a row. I mean, it, the Bengals, I mean, are they falling apart? Are they, are they, is this, this becoming like them coming back to earth? Have we seen the last of this team sitting on, on top of the AFC? Do they make the playoffs? They're a strange team. Ray, I, what do you got on the Bengals? This is them coming back to earth. Um, I, I don't believe, I don't believe they're done or anything like that, but I believe they, they now see that they have to actually put the, they will definitely have to put the work in and they're going to try and get their pieces to click before anybody else does. Tyler, is this Andy Dalton 2.0? Well, that'd be a, that'd be a good thing because Andy Dalton took him to the playoffs. But well, uh, I, I, I'm asking, is it Andy Dalton 2.0? Them going to the playoffs and getting blown out in the first round? <laughs> Maybe this year, but I think this team is still striding in the right direction. I, they've had a couple. They've had a, they've gotten hit a couple times here. Um, the Jets games, you're allowed to have a game where you where you underperform. But the Browns game, we talk. I, I kind of always chalk that up as AFC North football. Right. I mean, and it's a it's a very good Browns defense. I still think this team is going to be in play to be the second best team in this division, maybe third. I, I don't think they finished last, and I think they still have a, a good shot at making the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think Joe Burrow is going to ultimately go down as the greatest Bengals quarterback of all time. That's ballsy given Boomer Esiason used to be their quarterback. <laughs> that's that's ballsy. Um, next up, you got the, uh, the L.A. Chargers, San Diego Chargers, whatever the hell you want to call them these days. The Chargers, they're sitting at 5-3 and three right now. They're leading the a, uh, AFC West. Now, Justin Herbert, I think he's shown he's the real deal. Uh, is I First of all, is Keenan Allen just kind of on the outs now? Do you think he's declining, or is he still around? I think he's still around. I'm pretty sure he's still leading the team in targets and stuff, is he not? I thought it was Mike Williams. Maybe I'm Mike crazy. Williams might be. Yeah. Uh, is Mike Williams going to be the new number one with the Chargers at, at a certain point? I I think maybe because we're, we're, he's he's like what his fourth year now, like, so he's had this slow slow start. And he's finally kind of coming alive. Last couple weeks he's been he's kind of slowed down. So I, I almost feel like he's kind of a boomer bust kind of guy. Right. So it's I, it's hard to say what what direction this team is going in when it comes to their number one receiver. But they have the quarterback, and that's for sure. I do think he's capable of being the number one receiver over there. He's capable of it for sure. I, I do think so. I think they're missing a tight end. I yes, think they, they desperately need a tight end. And I do think that that when it comes to their running back situation, they really need like a true bruiser back. I think Austin Eckler is a good running back. I and when we talked about it a few years ago when when they had Melvin Gordon there, Tyler, you and I chatted about this where Eckler had a better average than Melvin Gordon did. And when they both played, but whenever it was just Eckler, Eckler's average suffered for it. Right. So Eckler I, is he's basically uh 
Kamara. I think he's a very high end change of pace back. Yes, he's 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 basically a um, Kamara 2.0, and I, and I don't mean 2.0 as it being better Kamara, just just he's another Kamara. And, yeah. Okay. And Kamara nor Eckler are McCaffrey because because neither of those two are going to be the thousand and thousand. McCaffrey can be can just do running back and be solid if he wants to be. Sure. He's proven that. But Eckler, I think the Chargers need a bruiser back to to take on that role from Eckler and, and let Eckler be the true change of pace guy and, and Eckler will strive for it. I'm with you on that. And I think, you know, to be honest with you, I, I don't know what his contract looks like and I would have to look at it, but we just got done talking about Dearness Johnson. If Dearness Johnson wound up with the Chargers at a certain point, oh my I God. really think that that could be something special for the Chargers, don't you? Sure. Or what you predicted, and I still think it probably won't happen, but if they want to ride the Dearness Johnson for cheaper, the Chargers could bring, could bring in uh, Nick Chubb, who hasn't signed a contract yet. Yep, that's also Ooh. a thing. Yeah, that is also a thing. I can't see that happening, but yeah, no, that that would be if the if the Browns are feeling you know ballsy about this Dearness Johnson situation, and they feel like he's going to be durable, and Nick Chubb goes out the door. I mean, Nick Chubb can get a his huge money deal. I'm amazed that the Browns haven't negotiated with him yet, but then I'm also not completely surprised because the Browns are in a situation where their contracts are humongous. They have a lot of huge deals, so. To me, I look at the Browns and I'm like, okay, you know, Dearness Johnson could be your guy for cheap. Cool. And then Nick Chubb goes out the door. If I were the Browns, I would have fucking traded Nick Chubb at the deadline. I would have been out there. You would have went ahead and pulled the trigger? I would have pulled the trigger and said, hey, here you go, Chubb. I think just like like, uh, the uh, Ebron thing, I, I think you can't trust one game to be like, the okay, yep, we're just gonna we're just gonna throw it to the Wolves. Right, yeah, and I agree. I, I can see where you're coming from. I, I just see this Dearness Johnson kid, and I see the way he ran, and I see 150 yards on the ground. I'm going, this kid, he's for real. And and, and by the way, yes, uh, Keenan Allen does lead the team in targets by, by 20 and in receptions by 20. So he's still, he's still the, number the one. team's number one. Yeah, okay. I, I know he hasn't been the the same old Keenan Allen. Though. No, he has. The age is kind of starting to pick up on him there. He's he's got 82 targets. That's, that's got to still be pretty decently high in the league too. Yeah, it probably is. So I mean, so so maybe for him it's been maybe he's been playing because I, I I haven't watched a lot of Chargers games in full to level to know for sure. But maybe he's been playing more the route of what Juju was last year. It's quite possible. Because yeah, he's top he's top seven in targets, so you can't even you, in a way you can't even be mad at that. That's 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 a that's a good number there. A lot of targets, low yardage. He's playing the chains. Yep, that's that's kind of what what Juju did last year, and that's why Juju wound up with like eight fifty. Right. Uh, the year he didn't even break a thousand, but he had a ton of targets. Um, now next up, I want to go into the Raiders. They're five and three right now. Um, a couple of crazy things going on with the Raiders. We talked about the Henry Ruggs thing. Uh, the Raiders did make a good, move, a good positive move this week. They went and signed Deshaun Jackson. I thought this was a great signing. I predicted it last week. It came true. Deshaun Jackson signs on with the Raiders to take over that Henry Ruggs role. I think it's a great fit. I, even in spite of the age, I still think he's faster than hell. I think it's great. Uh, they also went out and signed linebacker Nick, or uh, they took Nick Kwiatkowski, rather linebacker. They ruled him out for Week Ten uh, versus the Chiefs with an ankle injury, uh, and they also released uh, corner Damon Arnett, the Ohio State corner. He was a first-round pick. 
after a video surfaces of him pointing a gun at, at people and threatening them and all kinds of craziness. It was a very terrifying video. Lots of problems over there. Yeah, and then on top of that, with all the John Gruden stuff going on, the former head coach John Gruden does file a lawsuit against the NFL and Commissioner Roger Goodell saying that they were targeting him and trying to get him fired and ruin his reputation and take away his career and all this stuff. So the Raiders, with a lot of distractions off the field, Mike Mayock doing his best to, you know, kind of trim that fat and, and yeah. get rid of that those troublemakers. Well, there's whispers. There's whispers that uh, that John Gruden was kind of like the fall guy yeah. for something a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, John, I believe John Gruden has a pretty good, honestly, I believe he has a pretty good case. Uh, he, I, I don't because um, on the same breath. Um, there's been a couple inside sources that have said that the John Gruden thing is a tip of the iceberg and there is more to come. So I think he just he's just the first pebble. Yeah, he might be the first one at the, at the end of the day. And here's my thing. But that's why I say he has. A, that's why I believe that he has a good case is because, no, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that he, it was wrong that he was, you know, that he was released. I'm saying that the, the NFL tried to make him the fall guy and then everything else just kind of washed away. Yeah. And and I think it, the big thing at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, and, and maybe it just it's just me being too cut and dry about it, is did you fucking say it, dude? Yeah, you said it. Yeah, you said it. Then take Bye. your fucking ass home. Okay. You know? yeah, no, <laughs> you know? and, and that's kind of where I'm at. And may, whether or not he feels like they were targeted, oh, it's like, oh, how dare you expose my shithead emails? You know, how yeah, because like I, you expose me for being a fucking asshole. Like, right, right. <laughs> on my first day of work, the the one thing I was told in orientation was write every email as if it's out to everybody. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Definitely. For sure. Because honestly, mistakes, mistakes happen. You don't you honestly have no idea how or when that could ever possibly get out. Yeah. And, and it's it just it's one of those things where, where I just I'm fascinated by it. You did something fucking stupid. And you got fucking slammed for it, and now you're mad at other people because you got slammed for it. How about just don't fucking say it, dude? Right. Because it's not like you um context or an auto, or you got autocorrected. Like there's there's nothing you can even say to say that the, the what you said was invalid here. Like oh. you, you screwed up royally. Yeah, you have no defense in this situation. I don't give a shit who's targeting you. You're an asshole. How about that? Right. You know, did you say it or did yeah. you not? It wouldn't. Okay. Oh, I got I got fired. It wouldn't have anything to do with you being a dick face, would it? I mean, like, what are we talking about here? Did you do it? Yeah, you did. Good. You got fired because you should have been. Right. Period. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I, it just it's mind boggling to me that this is an actual lawsuit. Now, moving into the Raiders land, I think Derek Carr has played some of his best football this year. Oh. And and I love 100 percent. I, I and he had he had the one MVP year really early on, and then he was kind of iffy. And then he he he's a little streaky at times. But when Derek Carr's really on, Derek Carr's really on. When and Derek I Carr is him. focused, he is focused, and he he hits those he hits those throws that he needs to hit, and he makes uh, good decisions. And and yeah, in they, most situations, right? And and they have really good running backs, and like Josh Jacobs, and they they do have uh, I believe Chase Edmonds over there. Is it Chase Edmonds? No, 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 no. Kenyon Drake Kenyon over Drake, there. Yeah. Um, but the big thing about about the Raiders to me, and I think that this guy, and, and everybody's talking about like Darren Waller. Look, I think one of the unsung heroes of this team that I really, really like is Hunter Renfro. I like Hunter Renfro a lot, and I think he's a great possession receiver, and I feel like this guy, is he going to be a number one over there? No. But is he a great, really solid number two that really 
you reliable know? when you need when yeah. you need when you need those yards and you need him to be in a place in us in a spot to catch the ball. He is there. Yeah, and and I really like Hunter Renfro. Tyler, what do you say about the Raiders? I I love Hunter Renfro, and I I, I think he's going to be a, a a good comp complement to the fact that they lost all their draft picks to uh, yeah. unforeseen circumstances. Yep. Uh, <laughs> is what we'll leave it at there. But uh, I I think the Raiders are in a prime position to kind of sneak into the playoffs here, especially with the way the AFC has been. And I think they will. I agree. I think they're a sneaky team. They're, they're, and, and really the, the AFC West is a really competitive division too. I think the Raiders, Raiders are sneaky good. And I think they have a good, really good opportunity of beating the chiefs this week. I, I mean, and they've surprised people a lot of times. We saw it last year with that big deep bomb to Henry Ruggs, or, you know, all huge touchdown. It was out of control. I mean, like I just I love the Raiders, and I I and I think that they're they're putting their best foot forward in spite of the Gruden stuff, in spite of everything that's going on. I feel like their their new uh, head coach has has been really good for them. I forget his name; it escapes me at the moment, but I think he's been really good for them. I I really do think they're putting their best foot forward and doing really good things. And defensively, they have been rock solid defensively, especially at the linebacker position. But not only that, and and they lost Damon Arnett, and everybody's going, oh, God, we lost Damon Arnett. Forget Damon Arnett, because Damon Arnett wasn't that good. The real story on that defense is Nate Hobbs. Yeah, Nate Hobbs has been such a good corner for them out of nowhere, coming out of the nickel spot, moving outside. He's been so rock solid for them. I like Nate Hobbs a lot, and I, I've consistently, you know, Tyler, you've seen, I've consistently had him on my rookie rankings uh, since he came in and, and played so well. What's what say you, Tyler, about Nate Hobbs? Nate Hobbs has has really been a big token of this defense and helping get them cruising in the right direction. I think if they get the right coaching here, that the defense will continue to get better, and Nate Hobbs can be a big part of that. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I, I think Nate Hobbs is is you know pretty uh pretty out pretty outstanding. Um, next speaking up, speaking of uh, Raiders draft picks, though, uh, with everything going on, the only thing that the Raiders got from the bears for Cleo Mack is Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, isn't necessarily a bad thing. No, but you could have had, you you have two other first round draft picks that have now not on your team. Yeah. They have not panned out. Uh, Next up, you got the chiefs. Um, The chiefs are, are, uh, you know, they are in chiefs are still trying to, they're really trying to figure out what they're, they're in no man's land, right? Oh my God. Uh, I'm not sure. Do I want to say we blame? I'm I'm gonna blame it on Patrick Mahomes. Right it now. is on Mahomes. I'm gonna call it how I see it right now. I love Patrick Mahomes. I love what he's been doing the past couple of years. Um, I believe now he's seeing that all the, all, he really needs to actually fundamentally understand how to be a quarterback now, and once he fundamentally understands how to be a, a good, you know, a quarterback in the NFL, then he can still recuperate. But at, what he was doing was he was just kind of winging it at first. You can't wing it. Yeah, I, I kind of liken this to like the story of Rocky. You know, he comes up and he's he's real. You know, he's he's out there. It, it's Rocky three. He's out there. He's having a blast. He's taking all these pictures and he's getting engaged. And he's buying a house and he's getting his big contract. And you know, oh, I won a Super Bowl at one point and I was in another Super Bowl. And no, oh, man, I'm Patty Mahomes. And this year, you know, Clubber Lang came in and started just beating the hell out of him. <laughs> and and that's kind of what we've seen. I mean, he's he's having that fall from grace time right now 
And I really do think Patrick Mahomes is fully 100% capable of digging himself out of the hole. Oh, capable? Absolutely. I do believe he's capable. If, just... It's really going to take some focus, and it's really going to take some determination on his end. I think his brother is a big, stupid-ass distraction, and he needs to be gone. And I think his his even his wife right now, or his fiance, I don't think they've gotten yeah, officially married yet. I don't, think they're, I don't yet. think they're married quite yet. I, I think she's a big, stupid-ass distraction. Forget the TikToks. Forget the stupid bullshit. And, and you know, I, everybody's talking about how this guy, he just looks depressed. And, and he looks so sad whenever they catch him on TikToks. He's just, honestly, he doesn't look depressed or anything. He just looks like he doesn't want to be involved with stupid shit. And, yeah. and that's kind of what he views these TikToks as, is in my opinion. I think he, he just sees them as stupid shit. I, I think Patrick Mahomes needs to develop some focus on reading a defense because he's starting he says he's starting to figure out how to read a defense bro you've been in this league for three years right like figure it out but you know there, there's been some bad passes there but he's been doing some of that circus throw stuff and it hasn't been working like it did in yesteryear teams are starting to figure him out a little bit and he's going to have to develop a little more and and i never thought i'd be saying that about patrick mahomes especially seeing what we saw in the last few years i didn't either but here we are I think that's kind of where we're at, where we don't, we're waiting for that. We're waiting. We got to see Patrick Mahomes develop to read a defense. Tyler, where are you at on the steel, on the Chiefs? I, here? I have half to blame the Chiefs, but let's not forget what a comment I made earlier is the Chiefs have been average. The Chiefs defense has been allowing an average of 30 points a game. Um, yep. And yeah, we, you, we can put a decent amount of the fact that um, they lost a lot of their, their cap money to paying Mahomes, but this defense has no business being this bad. You still have Chris Jones. You have Frank Clark. You have you have Nick Bolton. You have that Okafor. You have Willie Gay. You have Rashad Fenton. You have Honey Badger. You have uh, Sneed. And you, you just got Melvin Ingram. You, this team has no business being 30, 31st ranked defense at all. I agree. I agree with that. I, I think the, the one the, one of the big things about the, the Chiefs right now, even though Willie Gay is playing really great ball, and even though he's not playing well in Minnesota, is Bashad Breeland. I think Breeland was was actually a, a good scheme fit for the Chiefs, and he played extremely well in the time that he was with the Chiefs. Whether we not, you know, whether we want to believe it or not, with the way he's looked recently, but he was a good scheme fit for them. And and I remember, I mean, shit, you remember? I got very excited when they signed Bashad Breeland. And the Vikings did in the offseason. I was all fired up. And then here we are, Rashad Breeland's playing like shit with the Vikings. But Rashad Breeland was a good scheme fit for them. I thought it was I think it's kind of a big change uh to what the Chiefs were, you know, were doing last year. I agree with you. They shouldn't be as low as they are. They've they've never had a good defense though. With with Mahomes there, I mean, ever since I mean, even with Alex Smith there, when Alex Smith was running the show, they didn't have a good defense. No. Chiefs have, have yet to have like a truly, really good defense in spite of all those great players, which is weird. I think they kind of need a new defensive coordinator. I think I think it's needed pretty badly. I think if Mike Zimmer gets fired, he should make his way over to the Chiefs <laughs> and and start thinking about because whether or not anybody likes to admit it, Mike Zimmer is a good defensive coordinator. I mean, the past couple the past couple years they've been able to you know they've been able to mask at least they've been able to mask the fact that they have a bad defense by Patrick Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes things. Yeah, putting up fifty points against the Rams. Yeah, so yeah. it's just now that Patrick Mahomes is not doing Patrick Mahomes things. Now you actually, it, it's more front and center, you know? Yeah, it's being magnified. Right, right. It really is. And another thing that's that I think is also getting magnified is they really thought that Sammy Watkins was, you know, they thought he was the real deal over there, and he, he didn't turn out to be the real deal. So then they thought Nicole Hardman would be the real deal. 
Hardman hasn't been the real deal. So now it's just the Tyreek Hill show. And yeah. Tyreek Hill is just getting pounded. Travis Kelsey has has been getting pounded. They've got to watch those two guys. Those two it. guys. Enough. Yep. So, I mean, what what do they have? And then on top of that, I think there was a really bad draft pick. And I, I shat on this draft pick when it got made. I don't think anything of Clyde Edwards-Hellaire. I really don't. I've, ne- I've never truly liked him. Uh, as far as, you know, as a running back, mm-hmm. I've never really liked him. When they drafted him, Tyler, what was the first thing I said to you when they drafted him? You say he's a glorified change of pace guy. Yeah. And and I said DeAndre Swift was on the board at that particular And so was Jonathan Taylor at that point. Both those guys were on the board. And you see what Jonathan Taylor's doing, and you we, you see what DeAndre Swift is capable of when he's um, when he's not with uh, uh, a shit team. Or when it, you know, when DeAndre Swift has the ability to run, DeAndre Swift rocks it. I, I, I just really think that that the Chiefs need to find a really good running back, and they're going to have to go out and find one really, really good receiver in order for this team to wind up being completely relevant. But right now, I don't think they're Super Bowl worthy. I think they're going to the playoffs, but I they're going to inch their way in. They're not winning this division. This is the Chargers division, as long as Herbert stays healthy. Right. But I think the Chiefs, they're not going to the Super Bowl this year. No. Going to be a hard no on that. Yeah, cause I look at the running backs that got drafted that year, last year, and you only listed a couple of them that I would – take over Edward Hilaire. Oh, I, I know. I know. I, I would take a bunch of them over Edward Hilaire. Swift, I, Jonathan Taylor. Yep. Cam Akers. Yep. J.K. Dobbins. Yep. Um, and now we get to the ones that are questionable Um, because A.J. Dillon's performing very well in the backup role in, in, in Green Bay. Um, back over there. A- Antonio Gibson's performing very well. And those two are, are now, I, I would agree, are questionable if you take them over Hilaire. But but the fact we're talking questionable with, with a guy that you drafted as the first running back off the board, that, that, that's that, that that's argument solo alone. Right. I agree. I'm with you. So I, I don't think I don't think Edward Taylor is the real deal. Uh, next up, you got the Broncos five and four right now. Uh, they have a, a few injuries. They got uh, the offensive tackles, both of them, both of their starting offensive tackles, Bobby Massey and Garrett Bowles out for week 10. They both have ankle injuries versus the Eagles. Um, offensive coordinator Pat Shermer, who you know I love. Pat Shermer is in COVID protocol. He's unlikely to coach the offense in week 10. Um, Broncos, I mean, realistically, I don't think the Eagles defense is as good as it was um, in, uh, in yesteryear. So they might have a good week this week. I don't think the Broncos are a playoff team. I think the only way they make the playoffs is that they continue to get the really soft schedule that they've had this season. And just squeak on in. Yep, they have had a soft schedule this year. I mean, outside of Dallas last week, I mean, which I was surprised they dominated, the Broncos have had a soft schedule. And every good team that they've taken on, they've beaten the hell out of. So the Broncos, are they the real deal, Tyler? And, you know, the, the rumors are swirling that the Broncos are in the mix for the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes of the offseason. What do you take away from the Broncos here? It's weird. This is the team that started off three and zero, and based on schedules, me and you both picked the the Panthers to be the better football team of the two at the time, based on the teams they faced. Because the Panthers had went and beat some really good teams, right? And yet here we are. The Broncos have strung together some wins here, and and now have included teams they they shouldn't have beat, like the Cowboys this past week. Mm-hmm. But I. I, I stand by I, – I still stand by that uh, in, in my liking, not love, 
because you exaggerated on me. But I, I, will, I, I will stand behind my prediction. I, st- I still believe that Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback for this football team. I but think, they have a long way to go, and I don't think they're going to go to the playoffs this year. But if they continue to keep fighting, they continue to get the right piece together. With I think Pat Shermer is, is the guy for this offense, too. I think they're going to be a narrow miss on the playoffs, and it's going to be narrow. Based on their schedule and based on the things that they've been doing, I think it's a narrow miss. But uh, Pat Shermer, I agree with you, is the, the proper offensive coordinator for this team. Whether or not Vic Fangio deserves to be the, off, the, the head coach has yet to be seen. But I believe that, that Shermer is the offensive coordinator for this team, and I think he really gets along with Teddy Bridgewater. If they do wind up getting Aaron Rodgers in the offseason, we're, talk- we're having a different discussion here about for the sure. those moving into next season. But, but, yeah, I think a narrow miss is there, but the way the AFC is, um, a narrow miss could also mean that you're the 10th seed. Yeah, and it also could, yeah, it could definitely also mean a narrow make as well, too. Yeah, because it, I mean, it could be a 7th seed yeah. at that point. So we, we have, they're, they're kind of up in the air. So we're going to see what the Broncos kind of turn into. Uh, they, they've got a lot of questions there. They've got a, quite a few injuries on defense, and they just, you know, lost one of their top defensive players in Von Miller. So we'll see how they, they turn out. Um, turning to the AFC South, the Titans, they're sitting at seven and two. Obviously, Derrick Henry's the big story with the Titans. Whether or not Ryan Tannehill can get it done without Derrick Henry in the backfield, here's my thing. I think the Titans do get it done, and I think that their defense has been so damn good for the last three weeks. And I, I think they've really stepped up, particularly Jeffrey Simmons. I said I talked about him earlier. To the Titans, I think they make. Not only did they make the playoffs, I still stand by my prediction of Titans going to the Super Bowl and possibly winning it. We've been talking about not taking one game as a as a you know, as not putting too much into one game. Mm. I I honestly feel like I've seen enough in that last game that I'm willing to say that the Titans are for real. And even without even without Derrick Henry, I believe that they they could potentially uh, they could win the Super Bowl. Yep, I believe it. Would I put that as my necessary say that? But I am saying that no, I, they have what what they need to do it. I, I think they do. I'm with you on that, Tyler. What do you think about the Titans? This is going to serve as a nice segue because of who's who's next. But I believe the Titans are going to go to the playoffs based on where they're at right now. But it'll be as the number five seed because they're going to lose this division. That's ballsy. Ooh. The Colts, who are three games back, I understand that, but they are playing. They are playing red hot right now. I, th- I think the Colts catch them in the, in these last eight games and narrowly take the four seed in the division. Do you think we're talking like a, a, a last game of the year type of thing for the Colts yes. in the, taking it? Yes, um, especially because, because we are talking about three games. Yes, sure. We're um, talking a big stretch there. But it's not outside the realm of possible, especially with the lack of Derrick Henry. Um, I think the Titans have too many wins right now, and the record is, is too good to miss the playoffs. Right. But I think in the long stretch, the, the loss of Derrick Henry is going gonna, is gonna, is gonna to be a little more glaring than it was last week. Yep. And speaking of the Colts, the Colts go are 4-5 and five right now. Um, wide receiver T.Y. Hilton, they're expected to play in Week 10, or he's expected to play in Week 10 uh, versus the Jags. So you will see T.Y. Hilton this week. But one guy you won't see is their number one corner, Xavier Rhodes. He's going to be out versus the Jags in Week 10 due to a calf injury. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, big boost for the Colts. He wasn't the last time he came in, but I really do think he's a, he's you know going to wind up feeling a little better, starting to be the real deal. Do you think he takes touches away from Pittman, or is Pittman the official number one over there with the Colts? Pittman's the official number one, but I, I don't think he's going to – 
he's going to take too many touch. He's going to take some touches, but he's going to he's going to serve as a good number two over there. Right. Yeah. High end two. I agree. Um. The, now the Colts. You you see you think they're going to make the playoffs. Ray, what say you? Oh, I, I believe that they're going to make the playoffs. You think they're at four and five right now? They're under five hundred. I understand that unless unless we have a full unless we have a full blown meltdown by Carson Wentz, which is not impossible. Don't get me wrong. But unless we have a full blown meltdown by Carson Wentz, I believe they make the playoffs. They have what they have what it, the pieces that they need to do such. If they're gonna make they're only a game out. Yeah, if they're gonna make the playoffs, I'm telling you right now, it's gonna be on the back of Jonathan Taylor. That is gonna be the real story here is this running game and that guy who and I and I'm I'm here's a bold prediction and I'm gonna go ahead and stick it in my little bold prediction section right here. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor and I don't know if it's that bold, but Jonathan Taylor will lead the league in rushing this year. He will finish out as the rushing champion. That's, um, yeah, it's not bold because he's already leading it by 100 yards. If, if you if you remove Derrick Henry from the equation, yeah. he's got 100 yards in Nick Chubb. Wow! Oh, wow! Okay! Wow! Yeah, Derrick yeah. Henry's Derrick yeah. Henry's got Taylor by 130, but Derrick Henry's gonna be out of the mix. Yeah. Well, yeah. Chubb's been out a few, uh, yeah. quite a few games. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that Chubb's as high as he is on that list too. That's that kind of blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Lamar's fourth. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Abs- but also top, but also top ten in pass yards. Jeez. Yep. Now, um, jumping into the Jags here. Uh, Jags are two and six. They're coming off their their second win of the season all over the Bills. The big upset. Uh, QB Trevor Lawrence. He is uh, limited in practice after suffering a low ankle sprain, uh, so he won't be in versus the Colts this week. But you've got um, is Trevor. First of all, I'm going to ask the question: Is Trevor Lawrence the future of this franchise? Do you think he is, Tyler? Yes, I still I still believe he is. I think the team's got a lot more work, and it's something that me and where we're at right now, Trevor Lawrence, me and you both predicted in the offseason. Maybe not as bad as we're seeing it, but we knew it was going to be another rough go at things for a couple years for this team. Yeah, and I don't think Urban Meyer is the real deal. I think what the bigger problem here, the big problem for the Jags is not Trevor Lawrence. It's Urban Meyer. I don't think Urban Meyer is the coach for this team moving in forward. I think he's gone after this year. Ray, what did it say you? Wow. Uh, I, I honestly don't know. I honestly have no idea with Urban Meyer. I really don't know. I I didn't watch enough uh, Ohio State football for that matter, so I I don't have a a lot to go off of. They've done the Jags have done okay, but not not well enough to say that he's been a big difference maker. No, I think his ceiling was college football. Okay, that's what I really believe with Urban Meyer. I think he hit his ceiling with Ohio State. Anytime a college coach comes out and says something like "every week is like paying, playing Alabama," when I hear that. I'm like, dude, you don't belong in the yeah, NFL. You, you need to stop thinking in, in, in regards to college football. Yeah. So I, I I don't think he's capable. Tyler, is Urban Meyer survive after this year? No, he'll be a one and done. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people are saying that too, kind of like Nick Saban with the Dolphins. Um, um, no, no quarterback, no, no coach has ever gotten fired in their first year. I, we were for, for a while we were trying that direction, but I think he'll finish the year. Yeah, I think he finishes. Um, last but not least, we're talking Texans. They're sitting at one and eight. I don't think the problem here with the Texans is the coach. I don't think it is. I think the problem here is they've they been quarterback. They they don't have a quarterback, number one. They had one. They don't know what the hell to do with them. <laughs> and on top of it all, I think they there's been this fire sale in Texas and in Houston thing that's been going on, and they've just been selling off parts like crazy and getting they're collecting draft picks. 
I think the Texans are looking to have a fast turnaround moving forward. Obviously, they're not in the playoff mix this year. Obviously, they're not going to wind up, you know, doing much of anything. Obviously, they're going to probably wind up with a number one or number two or number three draft pick. The Houston Texans, I think their future is bright based on the draft picks that they've gotten in return. They're looking for a quick rebuild afterwards. Right. And I think they're just right now do Madden-style collecting draft picks is right. what we're seeing. Tyler, what say you about the Texans? I I think you might be on to something. I, I think they're looking for a fast turnaround, but they need to figure out what to do with Watson first. Yeah. It, the moment they trade Watson and they get the haul that they want, as long as Watson can settle out his cases, if they can get, oh, I want three first-rounders for him or four first-rounders or whatever the hell you're asking, whatever obnoxious number it is, I think that solidifies the Texans' future. But until he settles, until he settles all that stuff that's going on with him right now, no one's going to offer much for him. I agree. I agree. You're well, not... the Dolphins did, but they required that settle first. Right. Right. And, right. and it didn't happen. <laughs> so it's it's going to become a, a situation. But I think the Texans, obviously, they're going to remain where they are in the bottom of the league, and they're not making the playoffs, and they're just focusing on their future right now and focusing on the draft. Right. Now, moving on to the NFC, we're in the NFC North, talking about the Packers. Obviously, they're in first place. Obviously, 7-2. and two, They're looking really good. Huge news for them. David Bakhtiari comes off the pup list after the ACL injury. He's eligible for Week 10 versus the Seahawks, but he's doubtful to play for that game. He might be playing the following week. David Bakhtiari, I mean, as if this Packers team wasn't looking good already, now they're getting their all-star tackle back here with David Bakhtiari. Um, talked about Arguably the- best, but for sure top five tackle in the league. Yeah, um, and they also... We, we've got uh, the fines went went flying around. Aaron Rodgers, Alan Lazard, they were both fined the $14,000 each for lying about their vaccination status and violating the COVID protocols. The Packers were fined $300,000 for violating COVID protocols. I feel like these situations were... I believe it's a slap on the wrist. It's a slap on the wrist, and it wasn't nearly as 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 big as it should have been right they should have taken a draft pick they yes. should have suspended rogers yeah this should be a whole thing and i'm not saying it just because i don't give a shit about his vaccination vaccination status i don't care at that point really i don't what i care about when it comes to aaron Rodgers is you lied you violated the rules, and he's getting away with it just because he's Aaron Rodgers, and I think that's bullshit. You've put other people, you've put other people in danger just because you wanted to lie about your vaccination status. If you choose not to get vaccinated, that is your that actually is your right. But you have to follow the protocols. You have to wear a mask. You have to wear a mask when on the sideline when doing these press conferences. And and this is these are the things that the NFLPA negotiated. On your behalf, these people represent you. They came up with the rules with the league. Yeah. You should be following these rules. Now, moving into Green Bay land, I think they take this division. I think they make the playoffs. I think they get knocked out in the NFC title game or or maybe even earlier. Maybe we're talking about divisional round. I think they're very much in the Saints realm where the Drew Brees was kind of at the ass end of his career getting into the playoffs but sure. getting knocked out. But, I mean – I think after this year, I think this is the last hurrah for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And and realistically, I think the uh, the Packers, I mean, they, they better just enjoy it while it lasts. Tyler, what say you? I, I think uh, you're right. But 
I, I think the Packers could very well win the Super Bowl because I think their team is good enough for it. But I think it's hard to predict any of them right now just because the, a, the NFC is so where the where the AFC has more playoff contenders. The NFC has more top heavy Super Bowl contenders. Yes. And I, Packers are are one of them. The Packers are going to run in. I believe they're going to run into a team like either the Rams or the Bucks, someone that is just going to bring them down. And, and I mean, th- there's so many high-end teams, like oh, you said. Talking strictly on the field, uh, Rodgers is one of those quarterbacks that has not fallen off, though. I mean, no. He, I mean, obviously, the first the first week was, was obviously, again, a blip in the system. But uh, outside of that, Aaron Rodgers has not really fallen off this year. So un- most of the other teams have had, have had pre- are pretty shaky right now. So I'm not going to say it's not possible. Yeah, no. I, I mean, it's I, I. It's not. It. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's kind of. I think I think the Pack could win the Super Bowl this year. Sure. I think that that Aaron Rodgers has is not going anywhere. If the Pack if the Packers win the Super Bowl, he's not going anywhere <laughs> at that point. If the Packers don't win the Super Bowl, I think Aaron Rodgers is going out the door as planned, and and that was the the plan all along was for him to go out the door. They've already they've negotiated that. That's what people forget. They negotiated that in the offseason. That's what he wanted. He wanted more money this year and ship me out next year. And that's what the Packers are going to do. I think the Packers made a smart move, though, in giving him his money. They still have him retained for next year, but they, they're making sure that they aren't going to get burned in the same way that they got burned in the Brett Favre situation. Sure. And, sure. and so they're going to trade him, and they're going to get something for him because they know that Aaron Rodgers, even though Aaron Rodgers hated Brett Favre all those years ago, He's become Brett Favre. He's become that spiteful, angry son of a bitch, and he will leave the Packers, and he'll go to a team like the Vikings, or he'll go to a team like the Bears. And now that we've seen that Jordan Love cannot perform right now, right? He's got he's got a lot of leverage right now. He's got that chip on his shoulder. He's going to want to go, and they're not going to. He doesn't want to remain in Green Bay. He doesn't like the the brain trust in Green Bay. He wants to go elsewhere because he doesn't think they have his best interest at heart. I think. At, after this season, I think Rodgers goes elsewhere, unless he wins a bowl. I think he goes elsewhere, and I think Aaron, the 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 Packers are going to have to trade him in order for him to go that uh, that elsewhere, which they've already agreed to do. I think he's going to go, and and the the Packers are going to take him, and they're going to trade him away as far away as possible. They're going to say, oh. Not only are you not, you're going to be in the AFC. Definitely not in the division. You're, yeah, you're, you're going to be in the other conference. You're going to be in another division. You're going to be in a division we're not even going to touch. Like, we want you, they're, they're going to send them to, like, the Colts or something. Like, it's going to be something, like, out of control. Oh, here, go to Houston. You know, like, they're going to trade him somewhere. And I understand Aaron Rodgers also has a no-trade clause, so he's going to be able to kind of pick and choose where he wants to go. Right. But they're going to trade him, and they're going to get something for him, and it's going to be worthwhile for the Packers but they're protecting themselves so they don't wind up in the same situation that they wound up with Brett Favre going to Minnesota. That's kind of where, where I believe it. that's going to go. Tyler, what do you believe? Well, maybe maybe um, Rodgers isn't angry and spiteful. Maybe um, Brett Favre wasn't either. Maybe um, um, Packers' ownership's a horcrux. Well, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> I, I think the Packers' ownership is they're a bunch of shady bastards. They, they are. They are. They welcomed him back. Oh, we want you back. We want you to come back. And then Brett's like, okay, great, I'm going to be the starting quarterback. And then they traded him to the Jets right. and sent him over to the Jets so they could get draft picks for him. They go to the poor guy 
and made him think he was going to be the starting quarterback for the Packers just so they could use him as trade bait. And then they've denied it. The Packers have denied it. Yeah, bullshit. Of course, yeah. of course yeah. Bullshit. We all know what the fuck you did, you shady bastards. But, but you know, and then they started Aaron Rodgers. And, and Favre had a good year with the Jets, and then he was getting ready to retire, and then he came over to the Vikings and played really well that magical 2009 season we saw. But this is the Packers defending themselves and protecting themselves from that situation. They don't want to just say, okay, you're released, save us the cap space, and they do have a potential out in the contract after this year for that. But they don't want to go, okay, go to free agency and have Aaron Rodgers go, eh, okay. Right. You did me dirty, so now I'm going to do you dirty, and I'm going to go and, and ruin your Super Bowl chances. You know, so, and I frankly, I think they're ruining their own Super Bowl chances starting Jordan Love, but I digress. I think the Packers, this is the, this is the year, this is the last year of the Aaron Rodgers situation. And then the Packers are going to start having to focus on their future, and I find them in dire straits right now because they don't have a future after that man leaves. And let's not forget, Devontae Adams is getting ready to go out the door after this year, too. Am I wrong? I still, I still believe, I, I still believe that there's a, a possibility that Aaron Rodgers stays, especially if he wins the division. I believe, I mean, he stays. I, I think he might stay. I'll I, go I, on the opposite end of that to say, even if they win the Super Bowl, he's still gone. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. okay. I, and, and I think you know what else I think is I think Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. It's not just you're bidding, you're you're going to bid on Aaron Rodgers and try and get a contract for him. No, they are a package deal. Wherever oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers okay. goes, Devontae Adams will follow. And I, you know what? Can't can't blame him for that at all. Nope. They have they have such can't blame him for that. Yep. There's going to be two big contracts signed in that offseason, and they're both going to the same team. Uh, next up, you got the Vikings. Uh, they're three and five right now. Anthony Barr has been ruled out for week 10 with a knee injury. I think this is a chronic injury at this point. This knee has been bugging him forever. I'm so thankful he's gone after this season. Anthony Barr needs to go. Um, defensive tackle Michael Pierce, he's been ruled out for week 10 also with an elbow injury. This is the second week in a row he's been ruled out. Pierce is a great defensive tackle for this team. I like him a lot. The big one for me, though, the big story for the Vikings, Dalvin Cook had a lawsuit filed against him by his ex-girlfriend, Graceland Trimble, claiming that he punched her in the face and committed assault, battery, and false imprisonment of her. Uh, Cook obviously denies the allegations. Uh, according to a police report, according to, to witness reports, Trimble actually broke into his house with a stolen garage door opener and maced him and two other house guests and held them against their will in their home in his home with a firearm. Crazy Jeez. situation. Wow. Um, it, it sounds to me like Dalvin Cook has a stage four clinger. Oh, yeah, that, and, that's that's yeah. honestly what it, it sounds like. If, yeah. You know, if you're looking at it from the outside, looking in. Uh, obviously, the story is going to tell us. Eventually, it's going to tell itself. And all the information is going to be out. But I'm gonna. I'm, I will say that. Well, I'm just going to say we'll see what happens. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I I think Dalvin's got a clinger. Maybe just my opinion. Yes, yeah, there seems to be a story of a, a tale of two different sides of the story. So, like, I, I mean, it's this one. I, I, this is one that could, that could go either way as more things come out. It's it, it's it's a weird one for sure to start off though. Yeah, and yeah. and and they're wildly different. Right. Wildly different stories. It's not like, oh, hey, you know, they're sort of similar. No, no, no. She's saying he oh, he punched me in the face. Well, he false imprisoned me. And he's like, wait a minute. This bitch broke into my house and maced me and my buddies. You know, right, <laughs> so, right. I mean, this, is, this this could this could come down to what came first, the chicken or the egg. Right, right, right. So but as far as the Vikings go, I think their season is a wash at this point. Uh, I, I don't think Kirk and 
So here's the thing. We've seen this before, the situation with Eli Manning, for example. We watched him go out and, you know, start the season with, what what was it, seven losses? Or he was one and seven, and then he came out and won eight in a row, went to the playoffs, won the Super Bowl. We saw that. Um, I don't think Kirk Cousins is that guy. He When he gets hot, he gets hot, and that's all cool and well and good, good for him. But at the end of the day, Kirk Cousins isn't the guy. I don't think Clint Kubiak is is the offensive coordinator for this team. I believe that the Viking season is over. I think that that after this season, anything short of winning a Super Bowl, Mike Zimmer's gone, Clint Kubiak's gone, and Kirk Cousins will be traded. And the Vikings are going to get a haul for Kirk Cousins, whether anybody realizes or not. I understand he's not Matt Stafford, but when you trade Kirk Cousins, you're going to get two firsts. You might not get Jared Goff as the kicker, but you're going to get two firsts. Now, See, I don't think so because of how lofty his contract is currently. Well, bear in mind, and, and I understand his contract is lofty. Initially, when you look at it, it goes, oh, $45 million. Uh-uh. When they trade him, the Vikings actually have to take on $10 million of that cap hit. So whatever team is paying him, they're only paying him thirty five. Yeah, they're, they're not paying the whole deal. You're right. That's still, that, that, I'm talking about the thirty five. I think that's going to be a bit hot, bit steep for what teams are going to pay. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, at the I end, truly believe that you're stuck with them. At the end of the I day, I truly believe it. I don't believe he we're stuck with them. I think the Vikings you're going to cut him then. And I think that if you and like I said earlier, Rick Spielman is looking for his replacement. He's out there, you know, talking to Carson Strong and, and scouting these guys from Nebraska and all these other places. I think they're looking for the future of this football team beyond Kirk Cousins. And I and I don't think they think it's Kellen Mond. I think they're going to take a first round shot and they're going to go at whoever is the uh, the initial person. So, yeah, I, I, I think that that they're going to have a a uh, double whammy there. Um, moving into the Bears, the Bears are three and six right now. Uh, I like the Bears a lot as far as like their defense goes, but offensively, I think they're a mess. Justin Fields looked better though. I will, I will at least say that Justin Fields looked better. Is it consistent? No, oh, well, no, no, no. It's I, not. I look, but I was going to say that as far as, as far as game one, this most recent game, he is trending positively. But we're we're, we're the, the, the the upward trend he's on. We're talking like a two inch jump up. No. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, his, his, he, for the last two games, he's trended upwards, but I don't think he's the real deal. I don't think he's no. the, the future of the Bears. I like their defense, but I don't like their offense. And I think Matt Matt Nagy is gone after this season. If you were to give him three, like three years, then sure. But who's going to sit there with three years of, you know, subpar, you know, play? Yeah, unless you're the Colts with Peyton Manning, it's not happening. <laughs> that's right. I mean, that's really. I, and and I think the Bears are. They missed the playoffs this year. Sure. They missed the playoffs, no doubt about it. I think it's hands down, that's it. No matter how well he plays, I think they miss. Uh, Tyler, do you think the Bears miss the playoffs? Oh, 100%. There's, there's not a chance in hell here. No. no, speaking of not a chance in hell, the Lions, 0-8. and 8, 9-8, going to the playoffs. Yeah, right. Uh, it, just, <laughs> Lions win the Super Bowl this year. Hot take. Just this, like. <laughs> yeah, right. This, this week they released tight end Darren Fells after he requested to be released. And also for week 10, Jamal Williams is going to be out against the Steelers with a thigh injury. I think that's actually a hit, believe it or not. I, I was think, saying, despite the despite the fact that I didn't think I didn't think they were going to win this game anyways, that is a hit. That is a hit. That is a hit. I think he's a good goal line back. But I think DeAndre Swift is, you know, the answer. Um, for them, yeah, he's at versatile. yeah, he's the answer for them at the running back position. I believe in DeAndre Swift. They need receivers in Detroit. 
They need, I mean, I think they have a decent O-line. They need a defensive end over there. They need a few linebackers. The Lions are in full-on rebuild, and and they got a major part of that rebuild from that Stafford trade. What I will say is, uh, piggybacking off of what uh, Tyler said before, uh, like if if Swift had went to to somewhere like, uh, you know, went to Buffalo, then this, oh my God, that would be terrifying. Yeah, it would have been a mess. It would have been a mess. Tyler, where are you at on the Lions? They they have fifty two players that need, or fifty one players that need to go. Right. <laughs> wow, that well, bad. Wow. Fifty. I'll say fifty because because it's not exactly Jerry Goff's fault. You give the right team and Goff's the quarterback. But outside of Goff, I can't. I, every Swift and Hawk, the rest of the rest of the lot can just go. It's not Jared Goff's fault. No. Every time I hear you guys say that, I hate you more. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I hate you more. Now, moving into the NFC East, uh, the Cowboys, they're sitting at first in the division. I never thought I'd hear that for a while longer, but Cowboys 6-2. and two. Uh, Defensive end Randy Gregory was placed on uh, injured reserve after hurting his calf in practice. Left tackle Tyron Smith, he's ruled out for Week 10 with an ankle injury. That's the second game in a row that he's missed. Uh, Randy Gregory is a huge hit for the Cowboys, not having him. Him being on IR is, is a huge deal. The Cowboys, I think they're a playoff team. I don't think they're Super Bowl worthy, no. but they're a playoff team. Definitely. And Tyler, like you said, they're one of those high-end teams with a high-octane offense when they want to get going. This, I think the Cowboys are, are right up there with that top-heavy portion of the NFC, don't you think? I do, too. And I think that this is one of the teams that if, if, I, had, if I had to pick five teams with a chance to win the Super Bowl, Dallas is one of them. Wow. I, Cowboys, are a, Cowboys are one of the most complete teams right now, honestly. I don't I think— agree. I don't think that they're Super Bowl worthy. I think they I mean they're I think they're divisional round worthy, if I'm being real. I don't think they're they're gonna be touching NFC title game or anything like that. But I do think they're divisional round worthy. Uh, and I, I think it's gonna be a very similar situation to, to when Des Bryant was there and they got screwed in Green Bay and all that jazz. Yeah. I think that's what you're looking at with the Dallas Cowboys. It's right not now. a hill it's not a hill I'm I'm willing to die on, but I, I will definitely say that they are looking really good. They're looking like a very complete team, and I do believe that last week was a, kind of a blip, you know. Yeah, a few more drafts, I think. A few more years, a couple drafts, and I think we're having a different conversation about the Dallas Cowboys. Sure. You know, Tyler, my only point here is saying that the Dallas Cowboys were your Super Bowl pick at this point of the season could could not be considered a a a um, gnarly hot take because they're yeah. technically one of those teams that can do it. Because of where they are in the division as well. Um, next up, second place, you got the Eagles. They're at three and six right now in the East. Jalen Hurts isn't the guy. Okay, let's, can we just get that out of the way? See, I, don't I, I feel like I feel like um, he's I, I, he's gained some, some of my interest. I think he's better now than he was last year, and the, the rest of this team has a lot of work. Okay. I think he is going to be the quarterback of this team. I agree with that. I agree that he's going to wind up being the quarterback of this team, but I think you know you're seeing sort of a late game anomaly from him every week. He he gets a lot of garbage time numbers, and I think a lot of these these receive. I, I agree with you. I don't think these receivers are are the real deal for him. He needs a true number one, and if he's going to get a true number one, he's going to they're going to have to go in that draft and get you know a Garrett Wilson, a Chris Olave. They the the selection of Jalen Rager was just a bad choice. I think I'm, I'm with you here. I, I, I think they're going to need to uh, get themselves a, a good receiver for Jalen Hurts to be successful. And and they've got a lot of running holes. back, too, because they, they've abandoned misfits at running back. Yep, Miles Sanders has not been the real thing. I'm going to agree with Jordan that. Howard has not been the real thing. Gainwell has fallen off. Boston Scott has shown some flash in the pan, but he, he's not number one either. But let's not let's not forget the guy that really is 
hauling the load here for the last two weeks. It's old man Jordan Howard. And and I'm not kidding. He, well, I, I know, but he's still not been stellar. Eh, I'll say eh. 71 yards and a touchdown last week. The week before that, he had over 100. He had a great week. I mean, I, I like Jordan Howard. Yeah. People people forget about how good of a back he can be. I think he really can be good. He's all right. But, I'm sorry. That's all I can say. He's but, all right. But for the he's Eagles, right. I, I, I think they have an aging team is, I think, their big problem. I think they're, there's, I agree there. they're very elderly compared to the rest of the league. The Giants need to go younger. or I'm sorry, not the Giants. The Eagles, they need to go younger, and, and that's where they're at. I think a lot of these players are going to be seeing their way out. We've yeah. already seen Jason Peters see his way out and go to Chicago. I think that's where, where we're at here. They're going to start selling parts. Sure. Uh, next up, you got the Giants. They're sitting at three and six right now. You know, I, I want to say they're on the upswing, but I just don't think that's ever going to happen, you know, with the current regime and the current situation, the players they have on No, tech. it's becoming clear to me that Daniel Jones is not the guy. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of where we're all getting. He had, us, he had me and you kind of fooled for a little bit last year. But I think with the team he has, it's 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 showcasing their flaws. But it's not just Daniel Jones either. Joe Judge is more the problem than Jones is. Yeah, I I, I believe Joe Judge is the issue there. I think if they change coaches, I, I want to see what happens when they change coaches for Daniel Jones. Obviously, the Giants aren't making the playoffs this year. Obviously, Saquon's issue is a big problem. Right. You know, but and and is does Saquon now have a durability issue? Is that what we're dealing with when oh, it comes yes. to the Giants, or is it is it just all Saquon being not a durable player at this point, Ray? I, I so and I, I believe he had. I thought he had a, a durability issue last year. Personally, mm-hmm. um, I believe, and I also believe, and believed well that Daniel Jones is like Eli Manning two point oh. And like mm-hmm. I said, I said that last week on the podcast. So. Don't insult Eli. Slow starter. And and he might get hot every now and then and take you deep in the playoffs. Right. He has a little, he has a little bit of quickness to him, but that that's the only real difference I see between two. Right. Uh, next up, you got the Washington football team. They're two and six. Wide receiver Curtis Samuel has been ruled out for uh, week ten versus the Bucks due to a groin injury. They also won't have defensive end Montez Sweat. He's been ruled out for week 10 with the Bucks due to a fractured jaw that he suffered versus the Broncos. That's a weird injury. Wow. And uh, cornerback Benjamin St. Just, he's been uh, ruled out for week 10 versus the Bucks versus, uh, for a concussion. The Washington football team, obviously they're not going to be making the playoffs here. Uh, I, obviously, I mean, I like Taylor Heineke. <laughs> I really do. I'm sorry. I've liked Taylor Heineke for the longest time. Obviously, you guys hate him. But Taylor Heineke... I don't hate him. I, I, I don't, don't necessarily think he's the answer. I don't think he's the answer. I, I'll, I'll readily admit I don't think he's the answer. I think he's a he's like he's going to be very spot start kind of player. You sure. know that's that's kind of where we're at. Am I wrong, Tyler? Is Ty, Taylor Heineke spot start and and he's spot start. They 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 would be one game behind Dallas right now if they hit Alex Smith. He's very Josh McCown. I think is is basically where we're getting with Taylor Heineke. I agree. I agree. I, I think that's kind of where he's at. Really high end backup. Should have got Alex um, Smith. Yeah, yeah, he could be. I mean, it really, he's he's very high end backup at this point. Uh, next up, you got the NFC South, the Bucks, the reigning Super Bowl champions. Obviously, they're they're six and two. They're leading the division. Believe it or not, they're actually only one game up on the New Orleans Saints right now in this division. They well, made the Saints a- are going to be dropping down this list here pretty quick. The, oh, the, oh, yeah. Well, the Saints are in, in kind of dire straits. But 
The Bucs did make some moves. They signed tight end Darren Fells to the practice squad after he got released from the Lions earlier this week. Um, tight end Rob Gronkowski, he's out for Week 10 versus Washington with a back injury. Wide receiver Antonio Brown is out with uh, uh, an ankle injury. And Chris Godwin, he's listed as a game-time decision for Week 10. He has a foot injury. Lots of injuries to the receiving core. Does Tom Brady get it done against Washington this week? I think it's a good week to have these guys out and resting because the Washington defense hasn't been what it's been last year. What What do you think? I uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna handily take it to to the to Washington, but I'm concerned about Bruce Arians. I'm concerned he's going through a mental breakdown. I believe he he's going through some sort of dementia because they signed and and have elevated Brashad Perriman to the active roster. Even though the Lions, who have the worst receiving core in football, paid him to leave. See, my problem is, is that I I have seen Bashad, uh, you know, Bashad Perriman be a number one. He was a number one with the Jets, and he blew up. So I don't know that he blew a, up for two games. That's not number he, one. He did. He did. And then and then obviously you know the rest of the receivers came back, and you know everything went back to hell in a handbasket. But I like Bashad Perriman. I do. And and and. He, he's I'd rather tread well. something over there. Who's going to be their, their big target over there? If Chris Godwin's gone, Antonio Brown's gone, and Mike Evans is going to be covered all day. They need something. Quite literally anybody else. <laughs> you really hate him. I mean, I think I think you're a little biased because he didn't do jack shit with the, uh, the Ravens for a long time. Quite literally anybody else. He's <laughs> not good. He's a deep – he's a fast guy. Who has no? He's a fast guy who who makes Hollywood's hands look like best hands in football. Oh Jesus! I, I he's a, I think he's a big th- vertical threat. I think that's that's the big thing about Perriman. I think he's a vertical threat, and I yeah, think that's cool. He can run. I mean, gotta catch the ball too. So, oh God. Um, next up, you got the Saints. Saints are five and three. Alvin Kamara, he's been ruled out for Week Ten uh, with a knee injury versus the Titans. Mark Ingram is to take over the starting role this week. Corner Chauncey Gardner-Johnson has been ruled out as well for Week 10 with an undisclosed injury. Kamara being ruled out is a huge hit. I mean, the Saints are just falling apart with star players going down. You got Alvin Kamara going down. Now you've got, you know, Jameis Winston went down last week. I I mean, just a mess over there. Trevor Simeon set to get the start. I, I mean, it's... I, was just saying, I mean, you just said it, Tyler. Let's go Taysom Hill. Saints, are, yeah, I believe, <laughs> I believe Let's in Taysom Hill. Let's go Taysom Hill. I believe in Taysom Hill. Tyler doesn't. I believe I in don't. Taysom Hill. Now, the Saints, you think they're going to drop down heavily here, uh, you know, in the standings, Tyler? Yeah, I I believe without uh, Winston, I I think – well, let me look at the standings real quick. Yes, I'm going to stick with it. I believe the Saints go last in division. Oh, wow. wow. Even Only got it by a game. Even in spite of the woes that the Panthers are having right now, right? Over, we'll talk about that one. Okay, <laughs> okay. So the Saints, uh, I, I'm kind of with you. I think they're going to miss the playoffs. I don't know about last in the last, division. They Seems definitely like, fall under Atlanta. I, I I think Sean Payton's too good of a coach to let that happen, and I think Taysom Hill is. Yes, the, I agree with you 100. Uh, but I do think the Saints. I, I could see him maybe going third, and and believe it or not, this next team is on the upswing. The Falcons suddenly are four and four. Did not see that coming at all. Weird. Uh, they're they're four. Which, and four. You know, it shouldn't be weird because with Matt Ryan, you should be a playoff team minimum every year. This team is weird. Yeah. It, it is a weird team. I think that they, they've been missing a real rushing attack. I feel like the, the Falcons 
Matt Ryan has his ups and his downs, so I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that one. That state. I disagree I, with that. I really think that Arthur Smith is the problem here. Whether or not you know, I, I understand he comes from Tennessee, where you had big bruising Derrick Henry coming down the field and destroying people. We we've seen that year over year over year. And Arthur Smith, he was a great offensive line coach for for the Titans for a long time. I think he wanted to do this power run thing that he just simply can't do. With, with with the players he has, with Mike Davis as his starting running back, yeah, I understand yeah. he has Cordero Patterson, who's been kind of an enigma for them. He's he's quite literally become once again, like we talk about, offensive weapon. That's that's kind <laughs> of where we're at here. Where he's going to be looking for that offensive weapon contract, you know that that we heard about with um, uh, Jimmy Graham all those years ago. To me, I. I I see the Falcons maybe going second in the this division, but I think there's only one team that's making the playoffs, and it's the Bucks. Yeah, agreed. That's that's kind of where I think it's headed. I, and and the Falcons are still in rebuild mode, and it's going to get worse. It's only going to get worse before it gets better. I don't think Matt Matt Ryan finishes his career with the Falcons. I really don't. I think he's getting traded. Really by yeah. choice. Yeah, I, I don't think it's Matt by Ryan doesn't want to be there. He did that last year. He wants to be there. So whether or not he's just playing nicey-nice, we'll see. But I think he gets traded after this season. He's done. Now, last place, the Panthers, 4-5. and five. Uh, They've got a, an interesting situation now. Sam Darnold, he goes, <laughs> he, he's set to miss the next several weeks. It's four to six weeks, I believe, with a right shoulder blade fracture. It's hard to even say whether or not that's even like a bad thing on, at this point. Right. But then they go out and they sign Cam Newton to a one-year, $10 million deal. Now, what's strange to me about that is Cam Newton got paid $10 million last year to be with the Patriots. Right. Well, now, I thought it was $1 million last year. No. Uh, I thought it was one. Honestly, was it I, one? About I thought it was ten. But Cam Newton now this year is, is on a one-year, $10 million deal with the Panthers to finish out the season. Panthers are sitting at four and five. They're on the bottom of the division. Does Cam Newton turn this team around? And and do you really think – I'm surprised because if you believe that the Saints are going to wind up last in this division, that means that you think Cam Newton is going to turn this thing around and bring them up to at least third place. Oh, yeah, that is true. I don't know that Cam Newton is capable. What's what's weird about that is, like, I, I don't know how the Panthers can sign him after seeing what he did most recently with the Patriots. He looked really rough. He looked so bad. I so I don't know how you can sign him at how you, you could sign him. Now after. remember, I didn't say that they're going to turn it around. I just think the Saints are going to be worse. I mean, so, right. So you think you, they're going to perform worse than what Cam is going to do with the Patriots? I mean, with the uh, with the Panthers. Panthers. My bad. I don't think Cam's going to start a game. Well, who do you think's going to be what? the starter? Who's their who, Who's their backup right now? Because Cam's got to have at least a week here. I'm not sure it even really matters. I don't even know who's. Ooh, PJ Walker. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> okay, Cam will come in because PJ Walker's terrible. But uh Okay, now we're talking a different tune, but but no. we're singing a different tune here. But yeah, okay. So I you think that the Panthers are gonna play well enough to overtake the Saints in the division and the Panthers are gonna wind up in third. And you believe that whoever I, the what I, I'm I'm almost on the line of Panthers win two games, Saints win one more game, the Panthers happen to be be one of those games against the Saints and beat them in the tie. Oh wow. Wow. Saints are not, this is more about me thinking the Saints are gonna be on a downhill than, than me saying that the Panthers are gonna do anything good. <laughs> like if I get the twisted here, this is more about the Saints than the Panthers. Uh, uh, I think that's a mess. I think once Taysom Hill, you know, comes out of the field, he's gonna change your tune. Exactly. Yeah, he so won't. Now, uh last but not least, we got the NFC West. The Cardinals, they're sitting at eight and one. 
that right now they're the best team in football. Uh, Kyler Murray is a game-time decision for Week 10 versus the Panthers with an ankle injury. Wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, he's also a game-time decision for Week 10 uh, versus the Panthers. He's got a hamstring injury. Running back Chase Edmonds has been ruled out for Week 10 with an ankle injury, which is good news for you, Tyler, because uh, your boy is going to going to come back out and beat somebody up in fantasy again. Uh, James Connor. James Connor. Yep. I, I, I personally believe that I think that um, might as well go ahead and set, set Kyler. Set Kyler. And obviously Chase is already Chase Edmonds is already out against the Panthers with where they stand at right now. You're sitting Colt McCoy in. I say yes. Fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's where we're going with it. I mean, yeah, he's already he's already showed that he can do he can do something. He can perform well enough. So I'd say go ahead and settle. Now, Tyler, I have to call both of us out because a, a couple of years ago when when Cliff Kingsbury got hired on and we, we both said he was a joke. And uh, boy, oh, boy, Cliff Kingsbury is making us look like a bunch of jackasses, isn't he? Yeah, he is. <laughs> now, granted, uh, it's not like he's doing this w- w- with a bad team he's got the best team in football so there's there's that too right but i i mean still i mean he's his offensive schemes have been outstanding this year he, he's done so well with what he's got i i'm i'm impressed with with cliff King, kingsbury so far i think he's probably one of the best head coaches in football at the current moment probably yeah now uh second place in their direct competition, we got the Rams. They're sitting at seven and two. They went and signed uh Odell Beckham Jr. to a one year contract, uh actually yesterday. And they got Robert Woods, though. He goes down for the season with an ACL tear yesterday. So they they lost one, but they gained one. How big of an impact does Odell Beckham make on this team? And are the Rams in trouble without Robert Woods? Do you think that they're gonna not make the the Super Bowl like like a lot of us were predicting? Where are we going here? This shuts down their Super Bowl chances. Beckham is the, the moment that that Cup, Cooper Cup gets more targets than he does. Beckham's gonna go backstage. He's, he's gonna he's gonna push Stafford against the locker and says, "What the fuck, man? I'm the guy here," and then he's gonna be gone. This right this right here will be will tell all because there's been so much there's been so much talk about yeah you know, OB you know OBJ hasn't been getting those targets. Now, I believe Stafford is going to give him those targets. We're going to see whether or not he still is the same OBJ that he, that he was in those heydays. Mm-hmm. Those, that magical three-year stretch where he had 1,000 yards every year and then he just died off. Yeah, so yeah. we're, we're going to see whether or not he is still that OBJ. Because what him and, and his father have been argue, arguing is, hey, he hasn't been getting the targets. That's the reason why you haven't been getting that kind of productivity from me. We're going to see now. I think that this is going to be one of those situations where he just doesn't do jack shit. I, I think you're you're in a like look. We saw Golden Tate get traded midway through the season, sure. And and what we learned in that situation, and we saw it with Antonio Brown last year. He got signed by the Bucks, and then and then he didn't do anything. It takes an off season to learn the scheme and learn the playbook. And Golden Tate didn't do anything with the Eagles. It, I think this is going to be one of those things where Odell Beckham isn't going to do diddly shit with the Rams. I think he's done. I, I think he's he's going to go out there. He's not going to do anything. The only way that Odell Beckham is successful with the LA Rams is if he continues on with the Rams. If he gets a new deal, um, that that will be the uh, that will be the the deal there. It, 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 this season, Van Jefferson will have twice as many yards from this point forward to end the season than Beckham. Wow. 
I don't think, and see, I don't think Van Jefferson's a real deal either. I think he's me either. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's a mess. I don't think Van Jefferson sees an uptick in production either. I think if anybody's going to see an uptick in production, I think it's going to be Tyler Higby. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I think he's going to be the guy that sees the the uptick. I I mean I just really don't see anything in Van Jefferson that that catches my eye. I don't find him to be a number two. I have questioned him even being a number three in this league. So I you just, think it's po- do you think it's possible that he that uh, OBJ takes Van Jefferson's targets that he's been getting so far? I, I think OBJ could take Van Jefferson's targets, but it's see it, we have to. The question becomes how quickly does OBJ learn the scheme, learn the system, learn the playbook. Learn all the stuff that he needs to learn. Okay. Obviously, he's we're in a short week. He got signed on Friday. There ain't no way in hell he's going to be starting on Sunday. Right. You know? Right. So give him a week, and we'll see. I know. I just don't think he's capable of learning everything that quickly. I really don't see OBJ being an impact player here. But I think Matt Stafford is going to go okay, and and he's going to start chucking the ball around a little. I think you're seeing uptick for Cooper Cup. You might yeah. see a little uptick for Van Jefferson. I don't think it's going to be substantial. Okay. I think okay. you're big uptick for Tyler Higby, though. Hey, Scott. What's that? You you ready to uh, eat your words on Sony Michelle yet? No. Oh. No, not yet. Oh. He's proving me right so far because he sucks. Not yet. I'm not I'm not ready to, to eat my words on him. He's severely underperforming Henderson. I, I want Henderson – well, he, he did all right with Henderson down, but Henderson came back and he didn't do anything else. Henderson came That's back. That's what I was going to ask you. Is, yeah. Do you think it's because because Henderson – Henderson's better. Yeah, because Henderson's yeah, better. I, I, you think I, I don't think it's because Henderson no, – Scott said that, that Michelle's would come out, steal the job, and be a world beater. Yeah, well, I, I got to make a And ball. you are significantly off on that. <laughs> <laughs> Henderson went down with an injury and it was looking that like, way. I said he's gonna, he's going to get cut in five weeks. Like, I, he's actually performing closer to him getting cut than he is to your 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 prediction. But he but he hasn't gotten cut yet, and he and, should. You know it, he's. They, but, they didn't cut him because they're being stubborn because they traded for him. But he should be cut. When Henderson goes down, Michelle steps up really well. Not and really well, sort of well. I, I believe in that. Sort and, of and well. That that's why and and that's why we had the argument over fantasy football is is because i traded sony michelle and that's why you're all hot and bothered about it but at the <laughs> he, had, time, he had one game where he had 60 yards and 20 carries cool you had a three yard per carry that's not very time, good at the time everybody was looking going hey this guy could be you know nobody was just you were job because was hurt so and a guy everybody as in as in just scott and, and scott he's got the voice in his head all over saying it and a guy needed a running back. So I, I threw him out there and said, hey, I got this guy. Hey, you got this guy who's nothing on any team. He's basically <laughs> should be working at Walmart. He's mad. What are you so mad for? I'm three. He sucks. Now. <laughs> what are you so mad for? Now, granted, Claypool's been trashed too, so it's all yeah. worked out. But. So um, next up, you got the Seahawks. Uh, they activated Russell Wilson off IR. He's actually set to start in week 10 versus the Packers. Uh, also, running back Chris Carson will miss his fifth straight game on Sunday due to a neck injury. Are the Seahawks cooked at three and five, Tyler? Are we just, you know, are are we finally going to see them miss, or is Russell Wilson going to dig them out of the cellar here and get Seattle a- will make the playoffs? Oh, oh, only, say, only, say only, only, only because it's the NFC. This game will be it's top heavy, but not middle of the pack heavy. They're like a game out. They're still in it, and I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're they're three and six after this week. I think the Packers are going to dominate the hell out of them. 
I think they still have some tough games. I think they've got one against the Rams. I think they still have one against the Cards. I think the Seahawks miss. And I'm keeping my fingers crossed that they do. I know this division plays. They always play each other tough. I think the Seahawks, they miss. I think next year they're going to be kind of embracing a different philosophy where they're going to realize Chris Carson isn't the guy at running back anymore. He's just not. And they're going to go and add up. I think they're going to understand Alex Collins isn't the guy at running back either. Yeah. I think they're actually going to use a draft pick on a high end running back As early second. Early, yeah, early second round. They have the receivers. They have the quarterback. They they fixed their offensive line. They need a little bit of defensive work in the secondary in particular. But running back wise, they need help in that backfield. And Chris Carson isn't the answer anymore. We we can't we can't justify that pick anymore. I mean, really. So, uh, Ty, so you think you're going to make – Ray, what do you think? Uh, I do not think they're going to make – I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Like you – I actually agree with you 100% in this aspect. Uh, Chris Carson is not the answer. Uh, they have the pieces in almost all the – they have the pieces in almost all the other areas. Uh, they need some defensive back help, I think, really. They, they okay. need some. They need some corners. They need a safety, a more high-end safety. I know they've got Jamal Adams over there, but I think they need one more. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, so they do need some safety help. I think their secondary needs help, and I think they need a good running back. And then we're having a different conversation about the Seahawks. Sure. Yeah, but they will miss the playoffs, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. And uh, last but not least, the final team of the NFC is the San Francisco 49ers. They're sitting at 3-5 and five now. Uh, I, I don't think they make the playoffs. I think the, the big shining light for them right now, there's two. It's Debo Samuel and it's Elijah Mitchell. I think that, and obviously they have Bosa over there and, they have some really good players, right? But Jimmy G is not the answer. He's nope. not. He's not the quarterback of that future of that team. I think Jimmy G gets traded this year, and and to be honest with you, I could see the San Francisco 49ers trading for Kirk Cousins this offseason. I think he could be the landing spot. Sure. I I'm sticking with something that I said two weeks ago, or maybe it was last week. I I still think uh, trailing it's it's trailing his team. I think he gets a shot to be that starter next season. I don't think they buy Trey Lance because there were there have been poor performances and and when he when he played one game, I think he played two, and he, he got hurt in the second one. But I I don't buy Trey Lance at this point. I think there's there's a lot of questions about there were there were accuracy issues. There there's now a durability question, and Kyle Shanahan has always loved Kirk Cousins when they played together when when Kirk played for him in in Washington. Kyle Shanahan was always big on Kirk. And and they tried to trade for him this offseason. The Niners couldn't get the deal done. I think this year they can. And I think the Vikings are going to go, here you go. Now give me my two draft picks. And they're going to take two first-rounders for Kirk Cousins. I, I think you're so hopeful on where it's going. I I I think you're blinded by the fact that the, that the Vikings are straight up just going to keep Kirk Cousins for the next they five aren't. years. And the reason the reason they aren't is because they can't. And, and I say that legitimately they cannot. Because the Vikings only have 44 players rostered going into next season, and they're eight million dollars over the cap. They're, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna have a big restructure to keep Kirk Cousins. That's because I, I believe they want to keep Kirk Cousins. I don't think they do. It's it's not even a question of of a restructure at this point. Even if you restructured down and you took Kirk Cousins' cap hit down, you cannot legitimately sign. And think of the guys that they're losing now. They're going to be losing Patrick Peterson. They're going to be losing Daniel Hunter. They're going to be losing Everson Griffin. They're going to be losing Anthony Barr. They're going to be losing Tyler Conklin. 
There's good. I mean, th- these are name players. Bashad Breland, whether or not he played well this season or not, Bashad Breland was still a starting corner. They they they're going to be losing Xavier Woods. They got to re-sign him to a long-term deal, and he's playing extremely well. You can't afford to lose him, no matter how well Cameron. I, Biden I just think you're going to be disappointed. I don't think I am. And and the the Vikings, I think they understand 100 percent that if they go out and trade Kirk Cousins, they're going to be saving 35 million on the cap. And that's what they have to do. So they're going to go out and they're going to save $35 million on the cap this year. And I think a great landing spot for him and the likely landing spot for him is going to be the San Francisco 49ers. I think the the Niners and Shanahan, they're looking at it and going, hmm. And not only do I think Kirk Cousins goes out the door for the Vikings, but I think Adam Thielen goes out the door for the Vikings this year. Oh, wow. I think that's going to be an 11. Thielen is, the more, is, is a stronger likelihood, in my opinion. I think Thielen's almost a lock. Okay. I think Thielen's gone because of the the cap hit, and they're gonna the Vikings are gonna take those draft picks and they're gonna invest in their future, and they're gonna have to they're gonna have to put a lot of rookies on that field, but they're gonna go and get high end rookies. I feel like if you're if you're letting Thielen go out the door, then you're you're pretty much. <sighs> now think about this: you trade Adam Thielen, and then you go out and you get you trade Kirk Cousins on top of it. With Thielen, you're at least gonna get a second, maybe a third, and when you trade Kirk Cousins. Judging by what Matt Stafford, Thielen's going to be a fourth. I don't think he's going to be a fourth. because of his age. I don't think he's going to be a fourth. But let's say you get Adam Thielen out the door, and then you go out and you trade Kirk Cousins. Judging by the Matt Stafford deal, Kirk Cousins is going to garner two draft picks. He's going to tar- he's going to garner two firsts. It's It'll be not- a first and a third. No, it's going to be two firsts. Staff- you won't get two firsts. Stafford garnered two firsts and a high end quarterback. You won't he- get two firsts. He's going to garner. I don't know that that really that really comes down to whether or not you. Stafford still Stafford still had really good productivity, obviously with the Lions, but he had really good productivity prior. Kirk Cousins is is somewhat still falling apart. Kirk Cousins has been a top five quarterback for the last five years. Yes. But my thing is, is Stafford shouldn't have gone for what he did. And therefore, Kirk Cousins won't come anywhere close to that. I think upset about it. I, I think it's going to be two first rounders, and I don't think they're going to get any kicker with it. But I think they're at least going to get two first rounders. I think the, the the Niners are willing to pay pay that up for them. And not only that, the Niners are going to they're on top of that they're going to extend Kirk Cousins, and they're going to take a lesser cap hit. I think that's where the Niners are going with this. The only other uh, way- well, they could trade for him, but you're you're not going to get get the lot you think you're going to. Yeah, I think they take Kirk and they extend him for for four years. I don't think the Vikings do. I don't think the Vikings faithful wants him anymore. They're, they've got those certain Kirk stands out there. They kind of want him. Not everybody does. I think the Niners are looking for another quarterback this offseason. And I'm not buying Trey Lance. And frankly, I don't think the Niners are buying Trey Lance. But I digress. The Niners, they're not making the playoffs this year. They're not going anywhere near it. I think they get a high-end draft pick. And they're not even looking at quarterbacks right now. I think they know that they've got their guy and he's sitting in Minnesota in purple right now. And that's where they're going. <laughs> Now, that is all of our teams for the midseason stuff. Tyler, we've got some predictions to go through before we close out the show here. Um, week 10 is is has before already we do before we get to the scores, I want to do a quick little shotgun fire on some uh, midseason view or end end view results here. Um, just quick fire. I'll, I'll bring up a category and you let me know your current choice. Super Bowl pick. I'm still sticking with the Tennessee Titans. I'm still sticking with Carolina with uh with Arizona. I was gonna say with Carolina, buddy. Ooh. <laughs> Arizona. Really, you're really taking the minus there. 
<laughs> oh, right. Uh, if I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Bucks just purely. I'm gonna go with the Bucks just purely because I am fully expecting Gronk and, and AB to be uh, healthy. It, it, I don't. It hasn't happened yet, but, but I'm still waiting for them to be healthy, and I believe that that will change things. I'm surprised you didn't go with your Rams. No, no. <laughs> uh, the, right. the Rams are close. They're, they're on the cusp, but no, I can't. Yeah. MVP. MVP this year. Oh God. Let me see. Great players that. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a chance to think about it, but I, um, I'll start. I'm 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 going Lamar Jackson. I think being fourth in rush yards and seventh in pass yards, I, I think that he's, he's right now he's the front runner, if not top two. Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm actually going to go Kyler Murray. Um, whether or not he has the ankle injury, and, and I think close second, like right behind him, is probably Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I, I, think, I think Kyler Murray is going to be the guy for the MVP. Defensive player of the year. That's kind of a toughie. Uh, yeah, that Trayvon fun. Diggs. No. I, I, Diggs is so banger bust. I, I think he goes up and he makes some pretty interceptions, that's but a, he gets torched constantly. That's what it, it, that's what it is for me, for Trayvon Diggs. It's, uh, he, he, he makes a guess, and he goes with that guess. Mm-hmm. If that guess is right, he looks amazing. If he's wrong, he gets burned. I'm going Jeffrey Simmons. I think he's just been playing too well for Tennessee, and the way he's blown up these last couple of weeks in particular, I'm going Jeffrey Simmons. I like him a lot. Right. I have one for this one. Nah, I was like, <laughs> okay. No, you're good. Uh, offensive rookie. Jamar Chase, I think, is going for offense. Well, and and let me just preface this by saying, I think if you're talking about the entire offense, you're talking about Creed Humphrey. But when we're talking about offensive rookie of the year, it's always going to be a sexy position, that like a wide receiver or a quarterback or something. So it's going to go I to Jamar Chase. It's going to be Jamar Chase. I'm going to go with Jamar Chase. I'm going Jamar Chase as well, but um, I, I think based on the back half of the season, there's a there's a chance that Mac Jones could insert himself in the co- in the conversation. I agree with that. Defensive rookie. You could be talking about Diggs. You could be talking about Hobbs. You could be talking about Owe. There there are guys. I, at first, it was looking like. Uh, Owusu Karamoa was going to be the guy. You I'm know, sticking with Micah Parsons. I don't I like. I like Micah Parsons. I don't. I think he's he's fallen off considerably. He's a front runner, and he's actually come back in the last couple of weeks. And he's and he's come back a little better in the last couple of weeks, but he he's still not up there. I, I I mean, he's. I don't think he's he's as good as Nate Hobbs has been this year. To be honest with you, I, I'm, if I'm going with anybody, I'm probably going to say Nate Hobbs. But you're probably right that Micah Parsons is going to take it. And last but not least, Coach of the Year. Oh God, if Sean Payton gets this team to the playoffs, you're talking about Sean Payton as Coach of the Year. And I don't like Sean Payton, but yeah. I mean, right now, I mean, just the fact that they have a winning record given their circumstances makes him Coach of the Year material. So I, I'm going to go Sean Payton. Um, coach of the year is a weird one. Cause they almost, they, they never, just cause you're the best record doesn't mean you get coach of the year. Um, because of the injuries and Scott, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I, I think given if they end up going to the playoffs, I, I, I think it'll be John Harbaugh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm gonna go Sean Payton. Yeah. I, I like Sean Payton in this situation. Now, Tyler, we've got, uh, we've got the predictions coming up here. Uh, we already yes. had one game. 
played the Thursday game. I, I'm assuming we all took the Ravens in this game. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we all got spanked for that one. Uh, Dolphins beat the Ravens 22 to 10. But we're going to get jump into it. Our last little portion here are your predictions for week 10 in the NFL, starting with the Bucks and the Washington football team. I'm going with the Bucks. This is a no-brainer to me. I'm going to go with the Bucks as well. Yep. Same, same here. Yep. Next up, you got the Saints and the Titans. Uh, I'm going Titans here. Titans got their defense is too good. Titans have me convinced as of right now. Um, I, I'm pleasantly surprised, but I'm convinced. Uh, I'm I'm there with you. I'm, I I got Titans here. Yep. And I just want to point out the Saints defense could be the big factor there because the Saints defense has been really well this year too. It's done really well. Right. Uh, next up, you got the Cowboys and the Falcons. Falcons are a four and four. Cowboys six and two. I think Dallas comes out, and, you know, fights back. I'm going Cowboys. Uh, I'm going Cowboys as well. I'm going Cowboys as well. That, that's a little less cut and dry for me, but I am I'm gonna go Cowboys. Yeah. I believe it I believe there will be a much closer game than the last week game was though. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, next up you got Browns and Patriots. Browns coming off the big win, but the Patriots are are favored here. I I don't know. No, for I'm me, going Brownies. For me, I'm going Browns. I'm going Brown. Patriots. Wow, oh, there okay. he is. All there right. he is. There we go. That's what that's who we're looking for. Uh, next up, you got the Bills and the Jets. I'm going with the Bills here. I think that, they, you know, a lot of you guys are talking about, the, oh, the Jets, the Jets, Mike White's going to be back. Nah, to hell with that. I'm going with the Bills. The Bills Jets, all day. The Jets are looking good. I'm I'm actually going to say the Bills fall for a second time. Wow. Oh, wow. And Tyler, what, what do you got? Bills. Bills, yeah, I'm going Bills. I think they're going to come back. Next up, you got the Jags and the Colts. Jags are, are, even though they got the win, Colts are playing hot right now. I'm going with the Colts. Yeah, they're, I'm going to go with the Colts as well, too. Colts are looking very good. Colts all day. Yes. Next up, the Lions and the Steelers, a game a lot of people say the Lions could win. I'm going Steelers here, though. I think the Steelers just dominate. Steelers. I'm going to go Steelers as well, too. But you know what that means? That means the Lions are going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, you with the Steelers? Yep, I'm with the Steelers. Yep. Uh, next up, the Vikings and the Chargers. You know what? They burned me once. They burned me twice. I'm not going back to them. I'm going with the Chargers here. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Chargers as well. I'm taking Chargers too. Uh, I almost asked you guys, instead of Super Bowl pick, I'm, I'm a Super Bowl game pick, and I was going to say Chargers and, and, and uh, Cardinals. Wow. Oh, okay. And and in that game, it would be fun because those are two of my top five favorite teams. I just want to throw that out there. I really, okay. I would, I would have a hard time like being like, oh, you'd have a hard time. Yeah, one yeah. I would just be excited that they're, hey, these two guys are there. That's great. Um, next up, you got the Panthers and the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, Panthers are in dire straits right now. I'm going with the Cardinals. Whether Colt McCoy starts, Kyler Murray starts, doesn't matter. Cardinals all day. I can't even troll you and say Panthers. No, it's <laughs> Cardinals all day. Cardinals, Cardinals. I, I know Tyler misspoke, but I don't know. He was saying Carolina for a Super Bowl pickup. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, the Eagles and the Broncos at 425. I'm going Broncos here. I think that uh, they just beat the hell out of the Eagles at this point. I know it's kind of a toughie, and I see that look on your face, Ray. I think it's Broncos. I'm going to take the Eagles on this one, honestly. I That's- wanted to take the Eagles, but after after how the Broncos played the Cowboys, I'm, I'm going Broncos. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm I'm feeling here. 
next up, you got the Seahawks and the Packers. Uh, easy. I'm going Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay all day. I don't care if Russ is back or not. I won't necessarily necessarily say it's easy, but I'm going to say the Packers. I think it's going to be a shootout. Packers. Packers all day. Uh, next up, this one's kind of a – this is going to be a good one for Sunday night. Chiefs and Raiders. I'm going Raiders here. I really think Derek Carr beats the brakes off the Chiefs. I think Patty Mahomes has another rough game. I'm going Raiders. I'm also going Raiders. I'm going Raiders as well. Wow. Nobody believes in Patty Mahomes anymore. And <laughs> last, just figure it out. Yeah. And last but not least, Monday Night Football, the Rams and the 49ers. I'm going with the Rams. I'm going with the Rams as well. Rams all day. Yep. And those are your predictions uh, for Week 10 in the NFL. Uh, folks, thank you so much for listening. Um, it's, been a, it's been a pleasure. I want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors at It's Your Time Massage. Swing out to IYTMassage.com or check out It's Your Time Massage on Facebook. You can get yourself a massage from the wonderful Amanda Yetal. Amanda, actually, now Amanda Ryan. Amanda Ryan. Amanda Ryan, Ryan these days. <laughs> um, the wonderful massage therapist. She does tremendous work. Uh, also, check out facekicktapparel.com. Sean Stockmeyer, he does all of your shirts, hoodies, beanies, anything you need. You pick it, he sticks it over at facekicktapparel.com. And, folks, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week right here on the Outside Blitz. Join us soon on the Outside Blitz. And be sure to follow on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the Outside Blitz. And feel free to email us questions at the outside blitz at gmail.com.